0: Lot Talk Radio.
1: (laughs) Everybody's got a price.
0: Everybody's going to pay.
2: Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Out in the Night out. You're tuning in to WrestleTalk 657-383-1521 We'll be discussing WWE NXT Ucha Underground ROH Fantasy Wrestling And we'll have some of the best damn interviews from professional and independent wrestling That you've ever heard
3: And I'm Joe Lance Ladies and gentlemen Buckle your seatbelts keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Blesser Talk begins in 5. Four, 3 2 1 enjoy the ride. What is up Blesser Talk podcast family? What is going on? How is everybody doing tonight? Nightmare Jones here once again. It is eight o'clock on a Tuesday night, and we are having ourselves a great time. It's going to be a great, great show tonight. You got the High spot segment. We got the shoot and shout segment. We got the of Talk podcast game show challenge. We got the fantasy wrestling segment. And if that's not enough, in the first hour we've got Al Bowman coming on. And if that's not enough, on the second hour we've got Chico S Loco coming on. Both of them gentlemen are going to be talking about their wrestling careers and, and it's going to be absolutely an amazing, amazing night. Uh, I am not drinking beer tonight. Tonight I am drinking Jameson and Cherry Coke and I must say uh, I pour pretty heavily. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to do right now is, is take whatever beverage you got, whether it's water, beer, soda, uh, put it in your WrestleTalk podcast mug. If you haven't gotten one, what is wrong with you? ww.rushtalkpodcast.com. Get yourself a mug, you won't regret it. They're sturdy, they're better than t shirts. And take a shade cheer for the Podcast, Talk Podcast. Three two one show! Woo! Oh <coughs> Yeah, a little bit strong. Anyway, let's go ahead and get the man the myth of legend. The night out in here and tell Timmy if you could please play that music if you will, sir. <laughs> cerveza, what? cerveza c- no wait,
0: that's not how it goes. Que pasa, que pasa, que
2: pasa <laughs> loyal members of the Wrestle Talk. Familia! What up, everybody? Thank you guys for being here for episode 282 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Programming update. We're actually interviewing Al Stevens today. Al Stevens, and the show is called Midwest Heroes. We'll get all that adjusted for you guys over on the Block Talk link. But Jonesy, man, I want to thank you for helping put the show together today. Bro, we are marching on our way to episode 300. 2020 has already been off the chizzy and we're going to continue that tonight man because we got a lot of great stuff for you guys not only do we have those two awesome interviews we're going to be talking to the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion we're going to be getting into the hottest topics in professional wrestling you can dial that number and join us it is 657-383-1521 again 657-383-1521 we're going to talk about all the hottest topics in professional wrestling. Like I said, you're welcome to join us. Then, with our first guest, Al Stevens, we're actually going to do our patented, world-renowned Wrestle Talk podcast shoot-shout segment where each individual gets a couple of seconds to vent off anything that's on their chest that's pissing them off. Pissing them off. It doesn't even have to be wrestling-related homes. And then... In the second hour, when we're done talking to Chico Es Loco, carnal, we're going to go one-on-one, Holmes. That's right, I it? the night owl versus Chico Es Loco. We're going to see whose colors are the firmest, Holmes. You get what I'm saying, I see. we're going to throw down. We're going to take it all the way to, to Mexico, Missouri, you feel me, I see, and we're going to throw down. It's going to be good, bro. I can't wait. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> I promise you that, Josie. Me, tonight, though, I happen to be sipping on some local beer, Kansas City's finest, Boulevard Pale Let me tip my cap to all the teams that competed in the AFC and NFC championship, but let me tell you something, man. I'm very proud of my hometown team. I'm not going to take up a lot of time bragging. We'll do that after we win the Super Bowl, if it happens, <laughs> but I'm very, very proud of the Chiefs. I'm very proud of this city, and I'll tell you what, man. There was a lot of great teams that had an opportunity, bro, and I'm glad that we were able to pull it out, Jonesy. That
3: and said, and, and I got go to...
2: Ahead, I'm going to let you jump in on that, bro,
3: because I got a couple other things. I got a bing, bing, bing. You know what I mean? Um, You know, it, it's it's yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the first time in, shit, since, like, uh, it's been a long time since Kansas City.
2: 1970. 1970.
3: And all I got to say is the Chiefs know what they have to do to stop the 49ers, and that is stop their run game. The last game,
2: well, we did. It. The,
3: we did it so, very successfully last week. About, we like maybe eight passes. The rest were nothing but running. <laughs> so you got to no, take out. And, and <laughs> Derrick
2: Henry. Derrick Henry was ha- held to 69 yards by the Chiefs. But anyway, this is not a football podcast. If you guys want to hear about football, hit up our boys over at Talking Dynasty. That's Talking Dynasty on SoundCloud. Adam Frex and the boys, man, they cover football better than anybody specifically if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, which right around now I'm seeing a lot of new jerseys, a lot of new hats, a lot of new pocketbooks and backpacks with the Chiefs logo on it. Bro, I've been living here for 15 years. All of a sudden, all these Chiefs fans are coming out of the woodwork. It's the funniest thing ever. I don't get it. Some front runners out there, maybe. But, again, talking Dynasty for all your pro football podcast needs. Anyways, guys, brother, we got some other things we got to get into, okay? So, first and foremost, let me give a huge shout-out to the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter, my partner in crime, the Money Man, Money Man Mills. Brother, we're going into Royal Rumble. We got a huge show. That's right, a huge show. We're having a show. It's a watch party at Esports in Shawnee, Kansas. Not only are we going to be giving away AEW tickets, not only are we going to be giving away a Wrestle Talk Podcast mug, not only are we going to be giving a uh, Nikolai Volkov and a, uh, and a TNA autograph packet, and uh, what's the other item? In uh, VHS um, of the highlights of WrestleMania 1 through 14, breaking news last night, amigos, if you saw Monday Night Raw and you got an opportunity to see the Aleister Black match, there was a young man who was brave enough to step in the ring with Alistair Black, and his name is the Infinite. Well, he just so happens to be a member of the WrestleTalk family. And he is going to be there to meet you and sign your autographs for absolutely $0 at the Wrestle Talk Podcast Watch Party at eSports this coming Sunday. Five bucks if you buy the tickets before the 24th, $7 at the door. I don't know what else I could give you guys to incentivize you to want to come to this event. It's going to be extraordinary. The action figures and the giveaway, courtesy of our friends over at King Cade. We love them so much. If you want to drink and have a couple of those RKOs, no worries. Royals Mills Transportation has you covered. Hit up my man, Royals Mills Transportation LLC on Facebook for more information on making sure you don't drink and drive. Because you know what, dude, DUIs are ten grand these days. Ten grand. Just pay the fifteen twenty dollars it takes to get home. Call Royals Mills Transportation, set it up ahead of time, and he will take care of you. T. you dig? Anywho, Josie, I had to pop, pop the sponsors, man. Big shout-out, last but not least, to my man Jay Hollywood, who got an opportunity to ring announce at SICW. We're going to have Herber or him back on here uh, shortly uh, to talk to us about this incredible event that just happened this past weekend. From what I hear, things were absolutely out of control, absolutely out of control. I can't wait to get a recap from him. And I guess it would be silly if I didn't mention the fact That this Saturday, your boy will be at XWE calling the action. That's right, baby. We're back in Salina. We had a great time down in Pittsburgh, but we're back in Salina, and things are getting serious, man. That's right. Johnny Faith is going to be facing off against Drake. That's right. Drake Gallows for the XWE Championship, man. I cannot wait to see it. And then again on Sunday, man, we'll be at eSports. I know my man Vinny's going to be there. Hopefully my man Jason will be there. Hopefully Lucha will be there. Maybe Jay Hollywood will even fly into town. I don't know. You never know with that guy. He can show up anywhere. He might be in Hollywood, Chicago, Iowa. You never know. Kansas City. You never know who's going to show up to these festivities. But you know who will be there, Jonesy? The Infinite. The Infinite will be there signing autographs, taking pictures for absolutely zero dollars. He's not going to charge you a dime. But that's everything that's going on on my side of things, man. I know we got to get in the high spots, Jonesy. I know we got a lot of things to cover, man. So, that said, I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. And that's America, damn it. Oh.
0: for <laughs> oh, the land of the free
3: things to tune in my eye every single time man every single time every single time bro, All right, Andy, Sammy, bro, you know I'm, what... I'm a little embarrassed what, what go ahead
2: go ahead i was well, going to say a little embarrassed, bro, because i gave a ton i gave a ton of shout outs but i forgot bro I forgot to shout out our boys over at Journey Pro Wrestling, man. They had a great show, Journey Pro versus Zello Pro past uh, this past Friday. The storm was crazy or whatever, but you know what? They didn't They didn't let that stop them, bro, and they still sold that mug out. That's right. They still sold out Kansas Hall, man. Congratulations to them. I love to see the local promotions getting off, baby. And I'll tell you what, speaking of local promotions on the 14th, we'll be right back at um, – At the Ararat Shrine Temple with KCXW, man So, lots going on on my side, Jonesy, man It's hard to recap it all I just want to say thank you to everybody who loves and and, and supports us We appreciate you, man That's why we're still trekking on towards episode 300, man We do it for y'all, baby Share this broadcast, hit the hearts, hit the thumbs up It means the world to us, man But let's go ahead and get into it, bro I hate to cut you off, Jonesy, go ahead
3: Absolutely, and tell me, you know what time it is Hit that hotspot segment music for us
0: Let's go.
2: out to Virginia, that's some crazy stuff going on over there, but God is with y'all believe me, he's with y'all kind of like this little homes. this is pretty fresh <laughs> hope y'all are sharing this with your favorite wrestling group,
0: please, please <laughs> All right, that's Man, enough that of that.
3: Bar, enough of that. that All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got so much that we could talk about tonight, and you know, <laughs> dude, one of the the, the the funniest things I think that happened last night on Monday Night Raw was when Brock Lesnar is in the ring, which I'm amazed. We've seen Brock Lesnar for three weeks in a row, three weeks I, in I, a row. Brock Lesnar shows up, and who? Shows up, you can fund him, but ricochet—that's like me, me standing up to Mike Tyson. I mean, that's absolutely the case And <laughs> I'm just wondering when somebody's going to come out and say, you know, Brock is talking about how you can defend towards the Rumble. But let's look at this clip of the last time you were in the Rumble and show a clip of him being eliminated by Goldberg. That would be absolutely hilarious. But it probably would never I mean, happen. He deserves it, baby. That would have been great, <laughs> but yeah. So Bob's up to a shape, we up to Goldberg and uh, not Goldberg to Bob Lesnar. So yeah, absolutely. So what do you got for us, Renee? I know you got something for us.
2: Well, I do, bro. And listen, it would be silly after plugging all the stuff that I just plugged if we didn't want if we didn't talk about what everybody else is talking about. Okay, and what is everyone else talking about? Bruh. The Royal Rumble this upcoming Saturday. I mean, when growing up, it was personally my favorite show because mm-hmm. it was a different element from anything else that they did the rest of the year. That and most of the big championships were always defended in most cases, and you always had some surprise entrance into yes. the Royal Rumble. So, I'm curious. This goes out to you guys, members of the Talk family. Dow that number, let us know. 657-383-1521. Who do you expect to make an appearance at the Royal Rumble this upcoming Sunday, man? I'm very excited about that. I've heard Edge. I've heard Io Shirai for the women's. Mm
4: -hmm. And
2: even Brian Cage, formerly of Lucha Underground, and Impact, those three names which send shockwaves throughout the pro wrestling world. For those of you not familiar with Io Shirai, uh, she is a very, very successful and talented competitor currently plying her trade over at NXT. But I want to hear from the yeah. members of the talk family, man. Who do you guys think is going to make a surprise appearance at the Royal Rumble? And as a matter of fact, we'll open it up to anybody about anything. If you guys want to talk about anything wrestling, local independent, national, international, again, 657-383-1521. Dial that number and come on and go one-on-one with the Night Owl Nightmare Jones. I want to hear from the people. But, Jonesy, what do you got for us, bro? I know you got some opinions. Let's hear
3: them. Oh, I, I, I definitely do. Um, You know, so as, as we're, we're talking about who we, we think is going to be uh, a surprise entrance into the Royal Rumble, uh. I think it's safe to say that Edge is going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's been cleared. He, he's, he's ready to, to to wrestle again. So I'm pretty sure that Edge is going to be in the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm excited to see who's going to eliminate Brock Lesnar because there is no way that they're going to have Brock Lesnar win the, the Royal Rumble. At least I don't think. I I think if he were to win the Royal Rumble, it would be kind of i stupid to have the, your, your champion win the Warrior Rumble. So somebody is going to eliminate him, whether it's Roman Reigns, whether it's, it's you know, Cain Velasquez coming back. It could be possibly absolutely anybody. And, of course, you always have the rumors of the one person that is coming back, that, that could come back at the Warrior Rumble, which I doubt that that's going to seriously happen, and that is the one and only CM Punk.
0: Oh
2: please, don't come on, bro. Don't don't do that to me. I mean, just saying, here's saying, what I no, want to know. This, this,
0: this come is come on, what,
2: man. I mean, a shit? I mean, maybe it's just me, bro, but I do not give a damn if CM Punk ever wrestles again. It doesn't matter to me. Am, am I, I wrong, do? people? Can somebody call in and tell me I'm wrong? I don't give a rat's ass, bro. He wasn't that great right before he left anyway. He looked sluggish not... and, and and he looked um, uh, um unengaged. If that's a CM Punk that we're gonna get back. I don't
0: want any of it,
3: but that's just me personally. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not even saying he's going to be in the rumble. I'm just saying that that is one of the the names that is being thrown out, which I'm telling you that that's probably not going to happen. Do not get your hopes up for CM Punk in the Warrior Rumble. I'm just saying. Oh, gosh.
2: (laughs) Why would anybody get their hopes up for that, bro? It doesn't really make any sense to me. I mean, come on. His time has passed. It's It's great that he's back involved with the WWE, but really, do we want him taking shine away? I mean, isn't this the same stuff that people would get mad at John Cena at? Just wouldn't go away, was always there, standing in the way of the upcoming talent. I mean, is that what we really want as a pro wrestling community? Do we we want that just to feel the nostalgia a couple of times and then we're going to find a reason to shit on him all over again? I don't think we need it, bro. I really don't. But again, I'm interested to hear from the members of the WrestleTalk family. So, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and then check the phone lines here. We're gonna bring somebody on in just a minute. But I, I wanna get any stories that you want to hit on, Josie, because there is a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling, man. And it's not just the Royal Rumble. Anything out there that's been piquing your interest that we need to cover tonight during the high spot segment?
3: There is. There there, there absolutely is. Now I am you know it's coming close to to WrestleMania, and you know that means the Hall of Fame. So I'm gonna list a Some accomplishments of a certain person, and I want you to tell me if you think that this person should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, okay? Okay. He's a Future Legend Award Qualifier Alley Club 2002. He was the ECW World Tag Team Champion with Dean Malenko. He was the IWGP uh, Heavy Junior Heavyweight Championship. He was was the feud of the year for 2004, match of the year for 2004, wrestler of the year for 2004. He was ranked number one in the top 500 single wrestlers of PWI 500 in the year 2004. He's He has won the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, the WCW World Tag Team Championship, the WCW World Television Championship, the WCW United States Championship, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Tag Team Championship, the WWE United States Championship, the WWE Intercontinental Championship four times, the WWE Tag Team Championship three times. He won the Warrior Roller in 2004, and he won the WWE Tag Team Championship Tournament. Do you think that that person should be in the, in the WWE Hall of Fame?
2: Okay, so I'm glad that oh, – oh, wait a minute. I'm making a mess over here. My goodness. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. I'm sorry. I got oh, – no, wait. I caught it all. Yay, me. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, man, that is good. Everything made in KC is, is always good. The barbecue, the beer, especially the football. <laughs> all right, anyway, so I'm glad that you said the WWE Hall of Fame. Because in my opinion, and I think I know what you're talking about, Jonesy, there is no question that that individual deserves to be in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. When you say the WWE Hall of Fame, though, that creates a whole different list of requirements in order to be able to get in. Let's just say there are more politics involved in getting into a Hall of Fame that doesn't actually exist. By the way, folks, there is no building called the WWE Hall of Fame. It's just a show. It's up here in the cloud, okay? There are real (laughs) Hall of Fames, okay? There are two of them, right? And, And there's the Cauliflower Alley Reunion, which is almost like a Hall of Fame, and they do it every single year. So, yes, without a doubt, Jonesy, that person should be in any and every pro wrestling Hall of Fame. Should he be in the WWE Hall of Fame? I'm going to say no. I cannot ignore what that man did at the end of his career. He let down the fans. He let down himself. And he most definitely let down his family. His actions were so egregious. His actions were so egregious that I think he should be pulled from any nomination for any Hall of Fame moving forward. Because you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to take anything away from the man and his ability inside the ring. But what counts to me is what's in here. And at the end of the day, it all came to be exposed. And yes, maybe it was PTSD. Maybe it was some of the damage that he inflicted upon himself through the sport of professional wrestling. But when that's your final move, When that's the last thing you did on this earth, that's your trademark, homie. You killed your family. I don't uh, wish any harm on your son. I hope your son is successful because David Benoit is out there trying to have a pro wrestling career. I don't wish him ill at all. As a matter of fact, I hope God rests Chris Benoit's soul. But do I believe that he deserves to be honored? Nah, bro. Not, not not when that was your trademark at the very end of your life. I've known people, I've I've worked for people who suffer with a lot of the same trauma that Chris Benoit has dealt with, but they didn't do that, bro. They didn't do that.
3: And I know know it's a tough one, guys.
2: It's a very tough one. I'm sorry.
3: I could definitely agree with you, Uh, you know, you know, and, 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 and it's crazy that his son is is like one of the leading guys that wants to see his dad in the Hall of Fame. He wants to induct his dad into the WWE Hall of Fame when he wants to actually use the name Chris Benoit Jr. when he starts to, to wrestle. And I, I think that, that that is absolutely awesome that after everything that happened, he still wants to honor his father, not for what he did outside of wrestling, but for what he did inside of the wrestling ring. And I think that that's absolutely awesome.
0: Well, and, and I
2: and I agree with you as well, Josie. I think that's very honorable. Okay, and, and I get, I get the fact that you can't encapsulate someone's whole life. In one moment. I understand that, bro. We've all had, let's just say, our rough patch. But when that is your final action, as a human being, there's, there's no getting around it. I don't care what you did in your career. That is what you will be remembered for. I, I do not want to see Chris Benoit inducted into any Hall of Fame because you can't bring up the man or the wrestler without bringing up the man. Listen to any Hall of Fame induction speech that you've ever heard. They talk more about the man than the wrestler. I remember this guy back on the road and this and that, all this kind of thing. So they're not mutually exclusive. When Larry Johnson, the running back of the Kansas City Chiefs, was beating up women on the plaza and in nightclubs in Kansas City, Missouri, I stopped supporting him because I couldn't stand for that. And as much as I love Chris while he was my favorite out of the four Stooges, or the the I forgot what Jim Cornett's called those guys. Or was that Mike uh never drew a dime. Somebody remind me of that dude. That dude's hilarious. But uh I, I can't separate the two, man, and, and it's very hard for me to say because I was a huge fan of his up until that point. At that point, bro, had to cut it off. I just I can't roll with it, bro. I, I can't. I just I'm sorry. I I can't separate the two. Especially you know, and there's some other things like China did porn, right? Like, who was she hurting beside herself? She hurt herself. She committed suicide. She hurt herself. She didn't take anybody else's life. I think that's where I draw the line, Jonesy, and maybe other people will disagree with me. If you're hurting yourself, I think you're an idiot, but I can understand that we suffer depression and, you know, brain damage and all these things, right? Like, you're you're 25, 30 years old, and you've got the brain damage and Alzheimer's like an 80-year-old person. I get it. But when you involve other people, bro, that's where I have to draw the line. So if you're asking me if I want to see Ben in the Hall of Fame, nah bro. Not me. And I'm not sorry about feeling that way because I can't separate the two. And that's all I gotta say about
0: that.
3: Hey, what you else know, you got, MD? Oh, you know, you know, that that that's that that's that's totally cool. Um so what happened in uh impact wrestling recently is uh, and 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 this this could impact the uh, WWE because spoiler alert: Jordana Grace defeated Tanya Valkyrie for the Impact Wrestling Women's Championship.
0: That's true. Cool. So,
3: so does that mean that in the very near future we could see Tanya Valkyrie in the WWE, following in the footsteps of her husband Johnny Wrestling or Johnny? Uh, impact you, you know, he's got many John Morrison, there you go, John Morrison John
2: Morrison, Johnny Mundo He's had a lot of yeah.
3: nicknames <laughs> Well, that, that is a very, go very, ahead, very Clark. Very good uh, possibility That she could make the jump To the WWE to follow Her husband's footsteps And I guess that my question is: is Would you like to see her in the WWE, and do you think that she goes NXT, or do you think that she goes strictly straight to the to the main roster?
2: Well, let me tell you something, man. As far as her character and her in-ring ability, I think she absolutely has everything that you need to go directly into the main roster. She's mm-hmm. had matches against guys that are borderline five-star matches. I've seen her versus Brian Cage and Lucha Underground, and let me tell you, you can still look that up on YouTube, guys. Do yourselves a favor look it up. Sexy Star is another one of those people, but I know she's got a lot of negative connotations that follow her around uh, after the situation from last year. But there are just some women that are so great, they're so far above and beyond the rest of the pack, that I think they deserve that treatment. But here's the problem, amigos. A big problem. There's a logjam, bro. There is so much great
0: talent, even
2: in NXT. You could could say, okay, yeah, well, Ty has everything, but is she better than Io Shirai? Is she better than Bianca Belair? I mean, you know, it's hard, bro, because there is such an influx of incredible talent in the sport of professional wrestling today that people that 15 years ago would be a shoe in to the main roster sometimes have to start from the very bottom. And in this situation, yes, I would love to see her there, but do I think she'd immediately go up into the main roster? No. And it's not because of her ability. It's because there's already so many talented women in the sport that I find it hard to believe that they would leapfrog all the people that I, they already have kind of sitting in the bullpen. You feel what I'm saying? Before, um, b- before we get your reaction on this, Joe, I do believe we have time for a caller, uh, and then we're going to jump right in uh, to the interview with Al Stevens. So I believe we have um, Madman Joe who wants to come on and talk a little pro wrestling with us. So let's make sure that he's ready to go and that he's got his topic on hand and ready to deliver, we'll go ahead and bring him on because we want to hear from the listeners and the members of the Wrestle Talk family. While we do that with Madman Joe, though, Insert Timmy, take care of that, make sure he's ready. I want to remind everybody this upcoming Sunday, Wrestle Talk Podcast, annual Royal Rumble watch party at eSports. We're giving away tickets to KCXW. We're giving away. Uh, uh, a AEW a- a- tickets. We're giving away a Wrestle Talk podcast mug. We're giving away three highly collectible pro wrestling items: uh, a Nikolai, uh, it was an LJN toy from 1984, um, An autograph. It's unopened, by the way. TNA Knockouts pack guaranteed to have at least one autograph, and then we have WrestleMania one through fourteen, the highlights in VHS. Now, I know a lot of you guys don't have a VHS player. It doesn't matter. You want this tape. It's something you can put up on your shelf next to your books, and it looks fantastic. All you got to do is go and grab your tickets, guys. That's $5 pre-sale over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com, homies. All right? They the show, it's only 7 Drinks are discounted. Food is discounted. Unlimited gameplay for an additional $10, or you can just sit around, have some beers, eat, and watch the Royal Rumble with us. The members of AFWC and, of course, the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. I want to remind everybody of that. But do we have our caller? Is he, uh... oh, okay. Okay, it looks like Madman Joe's going to want to come on a little bit later. So no big deal. Madman Joe, yes. appreciate you tuning in, bro. We love you. Be safe out on the road, dude. Jonesy, but... I want to have you come back in, though, okay? And okay. sorry for the the other callers. Hang tight. We're to try to get to you guys, too. This Tyra Valkyrie question, you asked yes. me, so now i got to ask you, bro, do you think she's ready? And if so, where would you put
3: her? Um, you know, like like I I kind of gotta agree with what you were saying that there's so much talent right now that I think that 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 she's almost got to go to NXT to to start off because there's so much talent in NXT that still hasn't gotten to the main roster like you know Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna Baszler is more than ready to go to the main roster, and I feel that Shayna Baszler could be the winner of the women's Royal Rumble. And if that is so, we could see a Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. And I think Shayna Baszler is ready for the main roster. I think Ira Shirai is 100% ready for the main roster. I think that Bianca Belair is 100%. I think that there's so many women in NXT right now that are, are ready for the main roster. Uh, you know, so absolutely. Uh, you know I I'm just excited to, 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 to see what they they're, they're going to do if she even comes to the the uh WWE, which is probably a very, very good uh thing, you know, it's probably a very, very good uh uh prediction that she's gonna be at some point in the WWE. But you were talking about Brian Cage. Brian Cage He's finished with Impact Wrestling, and uh, at the last pay-per-view, he was de- defeated pretty quickly, and everybody was automatically saying, oh, he signed with AEW, he signed with AEW, he signed with AEW. Well, his wife went on Twitter and said, that's not true. He had to signed with anybody <laughs> She's saying he yeah, hasn't – Don't,
2: don't piss off a Latina. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, Melissa Santos, much like my wife, you don't want to piss off a Latina. And right? and, and when you start spreading rumors about her vato, she came to his defense real quick on Twitter, and she said, uh, confirm reports? I think not. I would. If anybody would know, I would know. And let me tell you, you're full of crap is basically what she told him on Twitter, bro. I what? absolutely – Love that. I wonder where Brian Cage is gonna land. He's a very talented dude. But you know what? Intern Timmy, breaking news. Hit the breaking news drop. I just got something in my email directly from WWE, and I want to break the news right here on episode two eighty-one of the WrestleTalk podcast. Just a couple of moments before we bring on our guy, Al Stevens. Inter Timmy, hit the drop. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to report that there is official confirmation for the first celebrity that will be appearing not at the Royal Rumble, but at WrestleMania. Thank you, boys, at the WrestleTalk Podcast for breaking the little news. (laughs) That's right, folks. This year, the one, uh, the only, the greatest touring comic in the world today, Fluffy, will be at WrestleMania on April 5th in Tampa, Florida. Big congratulations to Fluffy, baby. Represent for the Latinos in the building. Make some noise. Congratulations to Fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias will be at WrestleMania this year, April 5th in Tampa, Florida. That makes me very excited. I always look forward to not just like the surprise appearances that we get at Royal Rumble, but some of the celebrities that let themselves be seen at WrestleMania, bro. If we have confirmation, Fluffy will be in the building. News to come on exactly what role he'll be playing at WrestleMania. Maybe he'll host it. Wouldn't that be something awesome? I'd love to see Fluffy host WrestleMania, but we can confirm directly from WWE to the media. This is one of those media emails that they send out, that Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias will be at WrestleMania Thirty six. So congratulations, congratulations! Big things, baby. Doing big things, eating big cakes, making big money. I'm very, very happy about that, Josie. What do you think about that news, man? Isn't that great?
3: Oh yeah, that that's absolutely. I love uh a fluffy. He is, is a he is definitely a, a a funny guy, and uh you know just remember he's not fat. He's fluffy, just like I am, just like you are, just like a lot of people are. We like eating our tacos. We, we, we like eating our food, so we're all fluffy. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, bro. We need some masalakim, <laughs> salasalakim. Absolutely love it. Well, guys, we are just a couple of moments away from bringing our boy Al Stevens, man. We're going to be talking about the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. I'm very, very excited about it. I do believe we have time for one more caller, and we're going to bring somebody on. So go ahead and dial that number. 657 383 1521. It does not matter to us what you want to talk about. If it's about the world of pro wrestling, you can talk about a show you recently were at, one that you're going to, plans that you have for 2020 revolving around pro wrestling, maybe even something you saw on TV. We want to talk to you about it. That is what the High Spot segment is all about right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm personally very, very excited to know that the members of the WrestleTalk family continue to support us because we're going to have a hell of a blowout this Sunday at eSports for the wide party, man. It's going to be a good one. Jonesy, I believe we have time for one more high spots topic before we throw to a caller. So why don't you go ahead and bring something to the table, man. What out, What else in the world of professional wrestling is drawing your attention right now?
3: Um, uh, uh, You know, there there's so much that we could be talking about. I mean, one of the things that I wanted to, to talk about is the the new season of Dark Side of the Ring. I know that that oh,
0: that's the, a good one.
3: season was absolutely amazing. You know, it had Bruiser Brody, it, 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 it had a, a Gino Hernandez, but this season is probably going to piss off the WWE a little bit because what do you mean? one of one of the stories that they're going to be talking about is Owen Hart, which is still a very sore subject with the WWE because of everything that happened. And also, they're doing an episode on Crispin Ra as well. So it's, going to, be very it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, how this is, is, is going to play out. But The Dark Side of the Ring is my absolute favorite uh, uh, show to, to 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 watch and because of dog side of the ring, I also was, was, was able to tune in to the the show that was before the dog side of the ring, which was a cooking competition where you had to use marijuana in your recipes. It was an absolutely amazing competition. I did not know that you could make so many foods with marijuana. <laughs>
2: Well, you just need to watch uh, a little bit more Vice and watch uh, that's effing delicious with Action Brunson. They they make a little bit of everything with uh, with the cannabis on that show. <laughs> I'll tell you, bro, you just got to watch a little bit more Action Brunson, and trust me, you'll get plenty of that. They think he even did an episode with RVD uh, one, one, uh, one show a couple of years ago, and it was very entertaining. So speaking of which, and we're reaching out to Al Stevens, guys. We have got a little bit beyond the time that he was supposed to call in. Intern Timmy, see if we can't figure out what's going on with our buddy Al Stevens, man. Uh, so we can get things worked out and, and you know make sure that he's here to join us and, and play part in the festivities. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting concerning RVD was this band clip. Jonesy, I got to ask you a question, and I don't want to get you in trouble back at home, but did you happen to check out on social media the clip that Impact would not air that involved two ladies, RVD, and a bunch, a bunch of whipped cream. I want to know if you saw it and if you thought maybe it was a little bit too much for TV. Honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. I've seen worse. But then again, it's 2020, and things are a little bit different from when I was growing up. Question is, did you think they went a little overboard, bro, or was it cool with you? I got to know, Jonesy. I got to know, because people are split down the middle on this topic, and I want to know what you think.
3: You know, I, I myself did not have a issue with uh, with that whatsoever, uh, I think that that Rob Van Dam is at the height of his career right now in in Impact Wrestling, and he is a very 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 lucky man. And if if anybody has any issues with that 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 segment, I wonder if they had the same issues as the MTV Video Awards. When you had Miley Cyrus walking out, showing off with ass cheeks that kind of looked like a undone chicken in a in in a freaking oven.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bro, (laughs) you brought you busted out the Miley Cyrus comparison, bro. That's gross, man. Jeez Louise, making my stomach turn over here, bro. That's disgusting. My goodness, yeah, I I have to agree with you, Janet Jonesy. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, And it wasn't very tasteful, especially if it's like, you know, if you got younger fans that are watching. But for an adult, it wasn't the worst thing ever. But I think Impact, because of cancel culture, which we've talked a lot about over these last couple of weeks, I think they'd rather play safe than sorry, and I totally understand. Here's another thing that I was real curious about, man. Um, And I can't even believe we've gone 42 minutes into today's show, and we haven't talked about AEW. And guess what? Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about them last week either. question is, Here's a big one for you guys out there, members of the WrestleTalk family. Was the three-year extension they got with TNT, do you think it was premature? Or do you think they've earned it? you think they deserved it? Because allegedly they were supposed to compete with WWE, and they're having a hard time keeping up with NXT, which is WWE's third most popular program. And I get it. Everybody knew it was going to be kind of an uphill battle, but that's not the way they were portraying it. No, no, no. Cody Rhodes and those guys, they were saying we are the alternative to WWE. Not saying we're the alternative to Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. No, they're saying we're an alternative to that whole brand. And by my estimation, looking back three months into it, those statements are basically ridiculous. Because, again, they're struggling to keep up with NXT. The question is, Jonesy, for you and the other members of the WrestleTalk family, was the renewal or the extension of the contract with TNT, was it premature or not? Guys, dial that number, 657-383-1521. We're going to get your reaction right after we talk to our boy Al Stevens. Madam, here, Jones. I believe we have him on the line, and I'm going to go ahead and let you handle this first introduction, brother. Why don't you go ahead and do the honors and induct one of the newest members of the Pro Wrestling Independent Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame for the Midwest, Al Stevens. Go ahead, Jonesy.
3: That's right. I, absolutely. You know, we, we we were going to get the opportunity to talk to a man that has been involved in the professional wrestling business in the Midwest for many, 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 many years. He has been all over the place and he is this year getting inducted into the Midwest Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor to bring on the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Al Stevens. Mr. Stevens, how are you?
1: Fine, sir. How about yourself? Good to talk to
3: you. We are doing absolutely awesome. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, come on to the podcast tonight. Um, I guess my first question is, what are your earliest memories of professional wrestling? I know it's a hard question.
1: Okay, well, started out... uh, middle 80s down at South Broadway Athletic Club under Tony Costa and Tim Kern. But I guess my foundest memory of all the years I've done it was at Hake Middle School back in, ooh, I'm going to say about 96, 97. I had okay. the honor of walking into the ring with Abdul the Butcher taking on Bruiser Brody. Wow! That That wow, was dude. not only the <laughs> finest memory, but I was understood that I was the last man in Missouri to step in the ring with Brody before his life was taken overseas. Wow. But I've had some memories, Bulldog Bob Brown, Bob Orton. I it's it, The list goes on and on.
3: Wow. That is absolutely yep. amazing. So, so what was it like being in the ring with Abdullah the, the Butcher and – Visual Bodie, I got to know that.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was really a match for itself. Let me tell you, a lot of good memories there.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely! Wow, holy crap! So, um, and for me, I guess, yeah. I, I guess my second question is, what is what what do you say has been your biggest accomplishment in professional wrestling?
1: I would have to honestly say being inducted into the hall of fame is the biggest achievement in my life. It's something that you work for, you work hard for. And to get that, you got to have the respect in the ring as well as outside the ring. I would say that's my biggest accomplishment.
3: Okay. And my, my last question before I go to Renee, because I know he has a bunch of questions is uh, how do you feel that pro wrestling has changed Throughout the year You've been a wrestling fan since the 80s And how do you think from the 80s to now That it's changed
1: Well that's That's a good question Um, Back then It was old school wrestling Mm -hmm. You got in there and the first thing you learned Was respect And trust I'm not saying that's not happening in the days uh, Wrestling But it has changed dramatically a lot of these people get in there, and they they think they can do this, and they think they can do that, and it doesn't work that way. It does not work. So it, that's a difficult question to really answer. I'm sorry. I, I just have a better answer for you on that.
3: Absolutely. There's, there's, there, there, that, that, that is the absolute perfect answer. Uh, Renee, I, I know that you have a bunch of questions. Why don't you come in with whatever questions that you have?
2: Uh, no, no doubt about it, and, I, and I'm and i going to jump right in here with some questions, but I, I also did want to take a, just a quick moment to once again uh, thank our wonderful sponsors, the Conspiracy Farm, Royal Mills Transportation, eSports, uh, the FWWC, and, of course, our friends King Cade over at the Oak Park Mall. Well, Al, th- thank you so much for making time for us, man. I know this is a very busy time of the year for you, especially with the, uh, the announcement of the upcoming induction. So uh, thank you more than anything else for making time for us, man. We really
1: appreciate it. No problem whatsoever. I want to thank you for contacting me. Also, I want to con- uh, congratulate all the other inductees going in and to the committee who is, that's going to be putting us into the Hall of Fame.
2: Awesome. Well, listen, I'm going to start off with a bit of a, a tough question, and I know you're a hard-nosed guy, so I know you'll handle it uh, with class. Uh, we were talking about uh, earlier on, and, and it just so happened to come up, the, the Crispin Law conversation. And, and as, a, as a member of the pro wrestling community, I'm sure, just like everybody else, you're a fan. And uh, you're, you're in a unique position to where you're being honored in the Hall of Fame. And just a few moments ago, you said uh, it's not about the man inside, uh, inside the ring necessarily as much as about the man outside the ring. The question was posed to me, and now I'm going to pose it to you just so we can get a little bit more inside the
1: head of Al Stevens. which, from what I've understood, that can be a little risky. So I'm going to proceed. You're with right. Action, trying to
2: get it. <laughs> that can be a little risky, right? But,
1: um, You're 20, correct.
2: 20 years in the business, you got to have a couple of screws loose. Uh, but, but anyway, do you believe that we should be able to completely separate the things that people did inside the ring and outside the ring when it comes to considering them for the Hall of Fame? Because I happen to believe that those things are not mutually exclusive, and you can't completely separate them. I was asked whether I believed that he should be in the Hall of Fame or not. I said no. What are your thoughts on a situation like that? I know that's another loaded one, Al, but just do your best. All
1: right. Again, to get in the Hall of Fame, you've got to earn the respect of all the wrestlers, the trust. When you're inside the ring, you're in there to do your, your duty. When you're outside the ring, you're there to help the people. Help educate the people, not just with wrestling, with anything. There's two different worlds. Wrestling is a sport. Outside the ring is education. And you have to get the respect of the people. You get the respect of the people that's going to help bring in the fans for wrestling. If you can't get that, then you're not going to have the fans coming in, whether you're the good or the bad. That's what I got to say to that.
2: That makes sense, and you know what? I think we're we're kind of thinking along the same lines there. At least I'll go ahead and assume that. But yeah, it, it, to me, it's a two-sided coin. You can't have one without the other. So when you're talking about a situation like that, you got to look at all facets of an individual, not just what they did inside the ring. My words, not ours. Right. But I think we're on the same page there. Okay. Here, here's the second question. Totally, uh, you know, unrelated to that. You mentioned initially, and I can tell when you say it, man, there's like an affinity uh, for it, uh, just like there is for so many other people that we've had here on the show. I mean, we, we talked to Herb Simmons last week. We talked to, you know, Izzy Richmond. We've had an opportunity to talk to people that were working Gateway back in the day. I mean, so we, we've gone down the gamut of people that know their history in the St. Louis area in particular. But one place, when you talk about venues in St. Louis, always comes up. It's the Chase, and it's South. Broadway Athletic Club We always hear That's that brought up Jonesy, my co-host My co-host actually lives out in West Virginia And he's becoming familiar With all this stuff, just doing the show with me Every week out So mm-hmm. I did a little history I did a little bit of investigation And my understanding that the Southway Athletic Club Dates back to the late 1800s With sports like boxing And, and pro wrestling You as a That's guy correct. who had the pleasure of being be there Many, many times can you kind of bring to light, in, in the, the best way that you can, what this venue is, what it means, and maybe even a little bit of the history?
1: All right. Um, South Broadway Athletic Club, like you said, we began back in the 1800s. The late 1800s, I should say. Uh, South Broadway Athletic Club's 112. Maybe it's 114 years old right now. Our main goal back then at South Broadway Athletic Club, when the boxing started, was to get the youth off the street, bring them in for some entertainment. Also, give them a chance to try out for boxing. Then boxing started to go. Then when the late Sam Munchnick, when the wrestling at the chase, folded down, South Broadway Athletic Club stepped up. Two people in mind brought that wrestling back. Tony Costa and the late Tim Kearns. Since then Herb Sims has, Simmons has jumped on board. South Broadway Athletic Club is there for entertainment. It's a venue that's in a historic soulard. Every month it's standing room only. Why? Because we bring in the best talent there is. But South Broadway is also an institution, like I said. For educating the young youth That's where it's all started And it's still continuing to this day
2: Well I'll tell you what Al I, I just um, I'm always taken aback When we have the opportunity to talk to people Who have the same kind of appreciation And love for the sport Of professional wrestling that we do And you clearly have that I know the South Broadway Athletic Club Means a ton to you and, and I can hear kind of the emotion in your voice when you talk about it. I'm very curious. Have you started to think about the induction and have you started to work on your speech um, for the induction? Because i said to myself, I know that it's got to be so hard to make sure that you don't forget anybody. So here on the WrestleTalk podcast, we almost have a secondary opportunity to make sure that you get an opportunity to, to talk about some of the people that maybe you won't have time to talk about when you're doing the speech at the induction ceremony coming up next month. So I'm curious, are there some people that have played a part in your career that you would like to maybe shout out or give credit to? Because I know when you're doing the induction ceremony speech, there's going to be a lot of names that you're going to want to throw out. But for the sake of making sure you get everybody in and everybody gets mentioned, I'm sure it's a long list, We want to give you the opportunity to do that here as well. Anybody you want to give flowers to or thank for helping you be able to achieve some of the things that you have in professional wrestling, particularly your longevity, the fact that you've been engaged with the sport for so long, I think that's commendable on its own. But this is the opportunity. Would you like to take it? And if so, who would you like to
1: to give some flowers to? Well, I would have to say to start out with would be Tony Costa, and the late, great Tim Kern at the South Broadway Athletic Club. They are the ones who took time out for me to work with me. I had the – another shout-out goes to the legendary Eddie Smith, the late, great Johnny Ramirez is getting inducted. A lot of names who worked with me to get me to where I was at. That's who i like to thank. I've had my family supporting me the whole time. Uh, I've had a youngest daughter that at the age of three started following me to all the wrestling shows. And she was my biggest fan. Matter of fact, she was probably my only fan.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: that, that's not funny, but I can laugh. You can't.
0: sorry, <laughs> sorry.
1: No, sorry. <laughs> no sorry, that's, Al, that's quite right. Out. Yeah. No, but South Broadway Athletic Club had the biggest part of me getting involved in uh, the wrestling circuit. Yes. Did a lot of traveling. Met a lot of people, met a lot of a lot of wrestlers. I got educated with Abdullah Butcher, Bruiser Brody. Big shout out to both of them. Ace Cowboy Bob Orton. Big shout out to him. One of my favorites, Bulldog Bob Brown. A big shout out to him. And the, mainly to the fans in St. Louis, Missouri. A big shout out to them.
2: Wow, man, that, that's awesome! So, so glad you had the opportunity to to get that out. And, and I guess it would be silly if I didn't ask you this. You mentioned them, but I'll go ahead and go over them one more time. Uh, the, the fellow inductees, the people that are going to be going in with you, Chico is loco, who we'll be talking to here in about 40 minutes. Uh, Herb Simmons, John Blackheart, Attila Khan uh, who oh, yeah. will joining us on the show. Next, yeah, he'll be joining us on the on the show next week, along with John Blackheart. Uh, and Johnny Ramirez, any thoughts on any of those uh, gentlemen, or maybe even like some stories from being on the road with any of those guys that you might be able to share with the listeners of the rest of the talk podcast. Tonight? Yeah.
1: Well, let's go with a telecon. Okay. Uh, back in the days, he was known as the uh, drill instructor. And one day I kind of put him in a hat trick. <laughs> Uh, I was on the radio, and I was back here in St. Louis with a radio show called the Stephen D.C. Show. And somebody brought up memories on the D.C. Show, so I called in, and I reminded him about the incident up in uh, Monroe City, Missouri, when we were up there wrestling, and he shot me up with a water gun. So I wanted to pay it back, and so I challenged him on the radio. And when that went out on the airwaves, (laughs) yeah. Otillo Khan was the first one to call in, not to them, to me. I <laughs> put him in a trick bag, <laughs> and we had exactly two days to get ready for this deal. Only put him in a trick bag for two days. Uh, he got his evens with me in the ring. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he was a uh, that was that was a very good memory. Um, like I said, you meet so many f- different people out there, and you know what? They're all interested. I don't care if they liked you or they didn't like you. They come up and they ask me for an autograph., mm. sometimes I give them an autograph. Sometimes I tear it in half. i uh, that was just me that's That was just me. Never had any problems out on the road at all, except yeah, a telecon, but that's about the only thing. other than that, everything was fine, sir. and with the the, the inductions of herb Sims. 47 years in the business. Wow. Tony Costa, 47 years. Wow. There you go. That's history right there here in St. Louis, Missouri. No other promoter has come that close other than uh, the late, great Sam Muchnick. Wow, man. I'm
2: just, I'm just so impressed uh, when we hear it, it, and and are able to talk about the amazing history of professional wrestling, because, you know, we all know what it is, Al. I mean, the, the, the big name companies are shoved down our throat constantly. You can't change the channel yep. without seeing yep. it all the time. And, you know, I'm so glad that the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame exists. I'm so happy that Waterloo, Iowa <laughs> exists and Iowa
0: exists and, And, and of course,
2: the Cauliflower Alley Club. I mean, there are still places that that are truly honoring what I call the lifeblood of professional wrestling. And I know Herb Simmons doesn't like when I use the word independent. No, he doesn't. I'll I'll say regional or or whatever. Whatever word you want to use to separate us from them. But it's so beautiful. Professional. There you go. Not sports entertainment, professional wrestling. It's so beautiful to see that there are people that truly appreciate the foundation that you guys were able to lay in the sport of pro wrestling. Here's my last question before I throw it back to Joe, and then we're going to go ahead and go into shoot and shout. If there was one thing that you would like to leave behind as your legacy as a professional wrestler, what would that be, Al? And I know that's a loaded question again, but what do you Mm. want people to remember about Al Stevens when they look back in the history books in 50 years?
1: When I started out, I was – in my middle 40s, that's something that people should try to remember by. Most people nowadays start out at a young age. They start out at 18 and work their way up. They may start at 18, might not get their first match until they're maybe uh, 24 or 25, if they should even make it. I got very, very lucky at that age. That's what I would like for people to remember me by. I'm old school. I started out as an old person, and I'm going to finish as an old person. That's what I like for them to remember. And try to remember one thing. What I did out there in the ring was for the fans. Not for me, but for the fans.
2: Hmm. So awesome. Joe, what, you want to jump back in here? I know it's hard to follow that, man. Did you have any final yeah. questions or thoughts uh, for our buddy Al Stevens?
3: I, I do I I just have one more question before we we go in, into the shoot and shout. Um, I guess that, that my final question is: You're going into the Midwest Hall of Fame. Uh, who would you like to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as well? Another kind as of as well.
1: Yes, that is. There are so many right here in the St. Louis area. Oh. So mm-hmm. many, I don't know where to begin. I really don't. I wish I could. I could give you a good answer on that, but the ones that I think of right now, like I said, the list goes on. They should all be in, get inducted into the Hall of Fame because they've all paid their dues.
3: What a, a amazing answer that! I could not have have had a better answer myself. Well, when why don't you get us into the uh, uh, shoot and shop segment, so.
2: Let's do that. Well, listen, Al, it's been all pleasantries and, and cordial conversation up to this point, but we know deep down inside there's a burning fire, a competitor that just likes to entertain and to get his feelings off his chest. You don't seem like the guy that holds his feelings in very well. So tonight we want to invite you in since you're it's the very first time here on the show to what we call the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. And we do it all in fun. It's a little bit of a therapeutic session where everybody gets 30 to 35, 40 seconds, however long you need, to get something off your chest that might be bothering you. Again, it's always a good time. It doesn't matter if you're pissed off about traffic, the weather, a bag of chips that only has half of a bag full of chips, and the rest of it is air. It doesn't really matter. But we do it because we always feel better after we do it. Would you be willing to join us tonight in this edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment?
1: You want me to shoot out something?
2: Yeah, well, here's how it's going to work. We're going to play some music. Then Nightmare Joe's will go first. I'll go second. And then by the time I'm done, you're going to know exactly what to do. Just sit back and be ready.
1: Okay, let her rip, buddy.
0: Let's like, go. we're calling a,
2: it in the ring baby we're we're calling it in the a, ring go ahead Josie.
1: and hit
3: that music please it's just one of those All right, I'm going to go ahead and start off this this, this shooting shout, and this is probably going to be something that a lot of people are going to agree with. WWE, can you please finish off this stupid feud with Bobby Lashley and Lana and Rusev and Liv Morgan? It started off, it was okay, but as it has gone by, it has gotten stupider and stupider and stupider and stupider. And in my opinion... The only thing that you're doing is you are hurting the bring back of Rusev because every single time he faces Bobby Lashley, he loses. Every single time. Please get finished with this stupid angle so that Bobby Lashley can go his way and make face uh, Brock Lesnar and Rusev can do his thing and Liv Morgan can go her way and we never have to see Lana talk ever again. I'm done with it. I'm done. <laughs>
2: had it in you, man. (laughs) Man, all right. Uh, I'll see what I can do with what I got. So listen, guys, my shooting shot tonight is not professional wrestling related. And a lot of the people that are watching, shout out to Philadelphia, shout out to Florida, all the people there. Uh, Missouri's in the house. What's up? Love you guys. Thank you for being here. Listen, I grew up in South Florida, okay? So seasons are still fairly new to me. But if I'm not mistaken, we've had seasons. Since day one, since the earth was created, we've had seasons on this planet. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why every single day, no matter where I go, that is a constant and continual conversation that I have to have with everybody I bump into. Ain't it cold outside? Ain't it chilly? Ain't it windy? Oh, my gosh. What are you complaining about? The weather shouldn't matter to you. Why should it matter to you? You're not a farmer. Your crops are going to, you don't have to worry about crops surviving over the winter. You live in a city with a car. You know what you do? You hit the button and your car starts up by itself and it warms up by itself. And you got boots and jackets and three pairs of socks. You're basically, you're, you're going from your front door to your damn garage in your driveway and you're complaining about how cold it is. And when you get out there, the car's already hot. People have nothing better to do It's bitch and complain about the weather, and I will never understand it. Bro, most of y'all don't even work outside. Why do you care so much? Or is not that you just really don't have anything else to talk about? I don't give a shit about the weather. Don't tell me about how cold it is. I got an iPhone and uh, and eyeballs and ears just like you. I can go outside and tell whether it's cold or not. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even like small talk for that matter, so stop talking to me about it. You want to talk to me? Talk about tacos and wrestling. Otherwise, don't even bring that to my doorstep, because I'm right here. It's ridiculous, and it's an excuse for people to have mundane and pointless conversation, small talk, for no reason. I'm done with it, bro. I'm done. I'm sick of all the talk about the weather. It's cold in the winter and hot in the summer. Deal with it! <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Al, uh, the floor is yours, sir. I apologize. I got a little carried away there. <coughs> Duh,
1: I think so.
2: Bunch of dummies <laughs> out
1: there. You're worried about the weather? Why? Why are you worried about the damn weather? The weather's going to be what it's going to be. If you yes. don't like it there, then move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell That's,
1: yeah. That's a simple answer to that question. You know, oh, Al Stevens never was concerned about the weather. Hell no. No. When I arrived, I don't care if it was 32 degrees below or zero. It was hotter than hell inside. I guarantee you that. Now, who's the next? The other one. Something about getting in his car. Well, you know what? There's an old song, buddy, by Guy Mitchell. It's called Traveling On. So start traveling. <laughs> next. <laughs>
2: I think that's it, uh, Al. That was fire, man. Your commentary about our shooting shot. I think that's a first, man. But I, I think I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for one of the newest inductees to the Pro Wrestling Midwest Hall of Fame. Well deserved, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely, ladies deserve the one and only
0: Al Stevens.
2: So yeah. much, man, for making stuff available tonight. It was both an honor and a pleasure. I want to ask you for two <laughs> things before you go. Number sure. one, we want to welcome you in as the newest member of the Russell Talk family. And number two, where can people keep up with you, man? Are you active on social media? How, how do people keep up with us? Ah, uh,
1: not, not really. You know, uh, <laughs> at my age, bud, it it's hard to get the fingers moving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, at my, my age, it don't, <laughs> that's just like with the women. <laughs> at my age, it won't take long. It's quick. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not really involved too much in social media here right now, bud. You know? 73 oh, years of goodness. age, it's, it's, it's hell. <laughs> Believe me.
2: Oh, man.
1: Well, my wife dude. says, honey, I say, no, sweetheart, that's overtime work. I'm retired. Extracurricular
0: activities?
1: (laughs) Oh hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's work.
2: That is work, dang it! And I'm not getting paid. (laughs) Josie, any final thoughts for our first featured guest of the evening, Al Stevens?
1: Oh man. Well, I want to thank you very, very much for this. I've enjoyed every moment of it. I hope I made some people happy. If I if I uh, did not, I apologize for that.
0: Again, thank you. you. Thank
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for the inductions into the Midwest Hall of Fame, and I'm looking forward to it. And now that you brought that up earlier about my speech, I never even thought about that. I guess I better get started on it.
0: Oh, Mm. come on. (laughs)
1: You've
2: got to be kidding me right now. Yeah, I I am. Don't worry. It'll be short and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: just
1: like the ladies say, right? <laughs>
2: That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> Got <he.
0: laughs>
1: Gotti. <he. laughs> you, you can line hey, up Joe, by the hundreds. You'll be lucky I make it to number two. <laughs> <laughs> Joe,
0: mm-hmm. any
2: final thoughts, brother?
3: Just thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. Uh, you've been absolutely amazing. Uh, just promise us that you won't be a stranger. And uh, you'll you'll be willing to come back on at some of that sometime in the near future.
1: That I will. Awesome. Have a good day, brother. We'll catch you soon. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye bye. Good night. Woo! Wow!
3: What a first interview. If this interview right here is 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 any uh. uh Glance into what the next interview is going to be, this is going to be an absolutely amazing, 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 amazing night. Let me tell you.
2: It it is no no doubt about it, and I'll tell you guys what we're going to go into a brief break. Uh, entertain me, please message the members of the FWW, especially Marcus Mayhem, the general manager of Red, and Curtis Black, the general manager of Blue, because we got some business to handle here right after the break. Because we are coming back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. But I also wanted to thank Al Stevens and the Pro Wrestling, uh, the Midwest Pro Wrestling Independent Hall of Fame uh, for doing what they're doing and honoring the legends of our area. Jonesy, I know you guys got a lot of that stuff out on your side of the, out of the country, out on the East Coast. There's plenty of that. People are getting their flowers and getting their recognition. We're a little bit behind here in the Midwest, man, but I'm glad that you're getting a glimpse of it and telling people over in Virginia, West Virginia, and Maryland uh, how great pro wrestling is here in the Midwest. Uh, we're going to be back, guys, in about two minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, I do have a very, very special break song. My man Vinny, uh, Mr. Hashtag 1000, hottest in the time in, and was – it, was it the hottest in time and in, in space? He was formerly the hottest in the city. Now he's the hottest in time and space. We have an original song that we're going to play uh, for, from him and his cousin. Uh, he's a local artist. And uh, just like us, man, blue-collar dude, super hard working. also a member of the FWC as El Diablo. So we want to make sure that we gave him some love, just like we gave DVD uh, of King Cade Love a couple of weeks ago. We're going to go ahead and play his song, and we're going to be back in 2 minutes and 20 seconds, guys. We love you so much, and don't forget to go check out the Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. We'll see you all in a couple minutes. FWWC, light up the phone lines, baby. Talk to you all in a couple. Peace.
0: Oh, no. Okay. entertainment. Oh, you hit me on my line. Blowing up the spot cause I'm hot, so watch You all my Yeah, that no. I wasn't me, that's how You do me to say you're not going to leave. Hit me on my line. Ain't no other man, cause I always gotta play right up my sleep boy. Baby, you boy. You boy. <laughs> Niggas talking loud, tell them I got all the noise. I got all the noise. Why you your noise? You a snitch, nigga. Yeah, this is it, I am boy. <laughs> Yeah, drinking feeling like hella died, it's so busy from the basic in their love astonished. I'll be on the fucking my and I'm always for her like a fucking cop you're doing the candy now she called me daddy you're
4: holds the thing and i like candy <laughs> I'm a savage like my name was Randy you're me on the dress and they get fucking Sammy <laughs> you're sick my haters you're my haters you're my haters <laughs> I'm trying okay,
0: the paper, I'm hot, so watch out for this debris. Yeah, yeah, Hit me on my line. Yeah, they said he had If Was it wasn't me, then that's how I would feel. Hit me on my line. If I keep smashing, you don't want me to say you not gonna me. let me be. Hit me on my line. They know I'm the man, cause I always got a plan right up my sleeve. She knows that I'm not, you can't just fall in love.
2: Y'all, what up? Night Out. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here. Keeping it raw. Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and all the best jest. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. com, Smashing and killing it like the night of the prom. Um. I heard you, Joe. <laughs> I heard you. He likes that freestyle, boy. child is sm- killing it, smashing oh. it like the night of the
3: prom. You know, since, uh, since we moved to Tuesdays, I'm guessing... That uh, we're gonna have to have a new Retro talk podcast freestyle, so you're gonna have to hit us up, and then you're gonna have to to hit us up, or maybe we can even get some of our uh, your local uh uh, uh uh rap artists that that that, that you know to to uh, do us up a real quick uh, uh freestyle for us. You never know. You never know. Oh,
2: imagine imagine if we got um imagine if we got Benny. Uh, oh, we got Vince Sanity, and we got DBD and The Night Owl all on the same track for a WrestleTalk Podcast-themed song. Not just a freestyle, but like a whole song. Tell me that wouldn't be the illest, bro. Tell me that wouldn't be the illest. I would love to do that. <laughs> would you Would you sign up for that, Jonesy? Would you be good with that if we put that together, man? Because I, I want to do it. Okay, oh. All right, well, listen, Joe wasn't able to answer, guys, because, and I'm looking down at the monitor, we have about 10 people on hold, okay? So this is a huge deal, and it's about to get really rowdy in here, but I'm pretty sure that he would have been down with that idea. Insanity, Night Owl, DVD, all in the same cut, come on now, I know y'all would dig that. That little freestyle was something I did kind of here with the microphone, kind of, you know, just in the studio here, but if we really put a song together, can you guys imagine? Whoo, it would be that heat. I'm telling you, it would be the heat. But well, listen, all that said, guys, today's show is very, very special for a lot of reasons. We have a couple of special guests lined up, as you guys can see. Chico Is Loco going to be joining us here in about 25 minutes. Maybe not even, no, more like 15 or 20. 15 or 20 minutes, Chico Is Loco is going to be joining us. But right now, folks, we're going to get into a very special edition of the FWWC segment here during the WrestleTalk podcast because there's a major announcement that's going to be happening. And my understanding is that we're going to get representation from both the red and the blue brand. And as we attempt to get Curtis Black and Marcus Mayhem ready to go, I do want to explain. Over the last 12 months, The red brand, led by Marcus Mayhem, and the blue brand, led by Curtis Black, have been battling, having matches, making posters, doing storylines, shooting shots across the wall at each other, trying to prove who is the best brand in the fantasy wrestling worldwide chapter. And I'm telling you, it's been Nick and Tuck the whole way. I mean, inches have separated the outcomes of some of the rounds And round 12 was no different because it was recently announced that the red brand and the blue brand actually tied after 12 rounds, which means we had to find a way to settle it. And the good old BOD, we did our very best to come up with a resolution. Okay? The resolution was that FWWC World Rumble, not only are we going to go watch the party at esports, no, we're also going to be competing fantasy wrestling style, we're going to be making picks before the pay-per-view, and whoever gets the most picks right is the winner, lots of different matches, if you outpick your opponent, and you're number one contender, you become the champion, the champion has to mail out that belt, we have real belts, by the way, customized, some of them are actually even customized, we ship them across the country, as a matter of fact, they've even been to Canada, we've had belts in Mexico, they've traveled, folks. So if you love professional wrestling but you can't compete in a real professional wrestling ring, whether it be circumstance or physical limitation or mental limitation or financial limitation, the FWWC gives you the opportunity to live out your dreams of being a professional wrestler and do everything that they do except the actual wrestling. It's a great place. More information available at wrestletalkpodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Again. General Manager Black, General Manager Mayhem, they have done an outstanding job. But they, they're they very similar to each other. They're very crafty, and they're, they're, they're very um, – let's just say they're very much willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that they get the results that they want. And it's really been cutthroat. So one of the three matches that is going to decide the winner of the brand battle is actually going to be between Curtis Black and Marcus Mayhem. That's right, the two general managers are going to take off the suits. Put on the gear, and they're going to make picks against each other, and we're going to find out who really can tote that bag for their brand. But one match is not enough to settle a competition like this. No, 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 no. We have to have another match. And the other match is two women. That's right. One woman representing red brand, one woman representing blue brand. Now, the funny thing is, and if you guys heard the FWWC tonight, the red brand doesn't actually have a woman to compete for them. So, Marcus Mayhem is going to have to get creative when he announces who's going to be defending the integrity and the honor of Red Brand at FWWC World Rumble. I can't wait to hear from him. And then, of course, Curtis Black has been very savvy in his dealings and acquired a lot of female talent. So, he actually has a couple of different choices, which you would think makes things easier. But in reality, folks, he's got a couple of women that are very capable. So, picking one out of those women. To be just as, or maybe even more challenging, than the task Marcus Mayhem has before him. So, I'm hoping that we're going to hear from both general managers. Guys, if you're not already on hold, make sure you dial that number right now, 657 383 1521. Again, that's 657 383 1521, because we're going to bring them on and we're going to find out who's going to be representing both the red brand and the blue brand at FWWC Royal Rumble. Again, more information on the group as a whole over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Before we bring on the GMs, because I want to make sure we have both Curtis Black and Marcus Mayhem on the line with us, promise not to keep you guys too long, we're going to bring on a guy that's been sitting on hold since the very beginning of the show, Very well-respected member of the FWWC Red Band roster. Ladies and gentlemen, one half of the
0: Prophets of Madness, the one and only Mad Man Joe.
2: You're live on the WrestleTalk Podcast FWWC segment, what's on your mind tonight, Mad Man
0: Joe? Madman Joe. Madman Joe.
2: Madman Joe going once. Madman Joe going twice. Madman Joe going three times. So sorry to hear that. Madman Joe, you had your opportunity and you failed. I'm sure Curtis Black isn't going to be happy about this. But since we tried to go to a red brand member, we're going to jump over and talk to a blue brand member. As a matter of fact,
0: where are my manners? We should have started with this individual. This man is not only the current
2: FWWC Intercontinental Champion. He also happens to be the top champion in all the land. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about the one, the only the Warrior's Heart Champion A guy Who has earned his way back onto the Wrestle Talk Podcast FWWC segment Why? Well because he's the Warrior's Heart Champion And when you're the Warrior's Heart Champion You get to get away with things that other people Don't get to get away with So Before we bring on Curtis Black and Marcus Mayhem Allow me To welcome in Nightmare Jones Nightmare Jones Welcome back to the show man
0: What's going on with you tonight? Oh, of course they answered. How can
3: I forget? Brother night Al, you didn't think that I that you were gonna get me onto this podcast, but that playing my entrance music, did you? Did you really think you were going to be able to get I, it, I, right? I don't
2: I don't even know how you guys finagle these things. Like, how do you get yourself intro music on my show? I mean, I, the rest of talking family, you know what? I'm going to stop before, before I even get going. Naomi I mean, Jones, the Warriors <laughs> Heart Champion. You deserve respect, and I'm going to give it yep. to you. But listen, there's one guy that maybe isn't giving you the respect that he should. And his name is El Mata Ratas because earlier today I saw a promo and I think he kinda called you out on your lackluster performance as the current Warriors Heart champion. I'm curious, how seriously are you taking El Mata? And do you have any concerns that you might be leaving FWC Royal Rumble without the top championship
0: in all the legs?
3: Well, let's put it this way, okay? Me and El Mata, well, he is the leader of La Familia. Let's not forget the last time me and El Mata faced each other in the ring. Who came out the winner of that match? It wasn't El Mata. Nightmare won the ECW but championship. That is correct. El Mata. I'm not afraid of his tricks. I'm not afraid of, of the things that he said. He can say whatever he wants to say about me. Because the main thing is this. As long as I beat his ass in the ring, then everything that he says means absolutely nothing. This is the same guy that just got beat by Daniel Grimm. Night El-Mata is on his way out of the FWWC, unfortunately, and for some reason, he's decided to, to interject himself into my match. And unfortunately, as much as I enjoy Armata and I respect Armata, he is going to have his ass be just like everybody else that is facing me in the Warriors Heart Championship match. Nightmare Jones is making not a a guess, not a promise, but a prediction that I am going to continue to be the Warriors Hall Champion at the Royal Rumble, point blank, period, nothing more to say about it.
2: All right, well, thank you, Nightmare Jones, for those thoughts. And you know what, man, I've heard you come on here and talk trash before, but for some reason, I'm kind of buying it this time. I have to say, there's a lot of people kind of in the running for that Star Championship match, but Nightmare Jones, in my opinion, is the favorite, and I never thought I was going to say that, but the streak that he's been on as of late has been borderline legendary. Let's just see if somebody can do something about it. Maybe it will take somebody with the prestige and acclamation as Mata to be able to knock off a very, very hot game, nightmare jones well listen we got a lot of callers nightmare jones i want you to go ahead and filter through some of the people that are on hold because we want to make sure that we give enough time to everybody who wants to come on but there is something that everybody has been waiting for and that is this huge announcement about who will be competing on behalf of red brand and blue brand at fwc royal rumble we know curtis black will be facing marcus mayhem we know that two women will be facing facing off against each other, each one representing one brand. And then there's like a mystery match that we have no idea about. Hopefully, we'll find out about that very very soon. But to shed some light on match number 2, I'm going to go ahead and reluctantly bring on two guys that have been absolutely on fire as of late. I'm talking about a guy who has brought back Blue Brand from obscurity and really giving them an opportunity to shine here in year two of the brand battle. Folks, first, let's welcome in the one, the only, the general manager of Blue Brand, Curtis Black.
5: Good evening, Night Owl. How are you doing today?
2: Good to have you on the show, man. I'm very excited. I'm very excited, Curtis Black. I'm sure you got some sort of trick up your sleeve. Are you ready to go, and how are you feeling about your match against Mayhem at Royal Rumble?
5: Oh, I'm excited for my match against Mayhem, first of all. Um, Tricks or not, whoever shows up or whatever happens, I'm excited for that. And, of course, I I definitely have some tricks up my sleeve. I'm not going to make things too easy for Marcus in any of these matches. So, you know, we can go and bring him on and and we can get to this, but there's definitely a little wrinkle uh, with what I'll be announcing tonight.
2: That's extremely interesting, and I can't wait to hear all about it. I do have to ask you this question. It's been a little while since you've been back in the squared circle. Any concern about ring rust?
5: Uh, I am, because unfortunately, I had a match last night, and I lost to the the prior caller in Nightmare Jones, so I'm, I'm a little concerned about that, uh, but I know Marcus has been having the same problem since he's come back, so... You know, one way or another, ring rust or not, there's going to be no excuses come Sunday. I'm going to be ready for him.
2: And I'm wondering, and I know I said that was my last question, but I got to know, any chance that you might summon the powers of a man known as Guy to give yourself the opportunity to walk out as the winner? Any chance we'll Well, see a Guy appearance this Sunday?
5: Well, we'll just put it this way. Um, Desperate times call for desperate measures. And – As everybody knows, um, he and I are are, are really kind of one in the same at this point. just depends on who decides to kind of run things or run the show at the time. Uh, So who knows? It's definitely a possibility.
2: Oh, very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I must say, I've learned to respect this man over the last couple of years as he went on to become – one of the greatest tag team champions of all time, one of the greatest undisputed uh, legends champions of all time and really one of the most dastardly and evil individuals that we've ever seen. Maybe one of the top 5 heels in FWWC history. I'm talking about I'm talking about the man that caused all the shots over at FWWC Red Brand, the one, the only one half of Heaven's Demons, Marcus Mayhem.
6: I have to give you a round of applause, Nighthawk.
0: Here we go with the stinking intro music. Really? Every lot familiar person has an intro song? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey,
6: hey. It's mayhem. Hey, see, oh that just God. shows the greatness of Marcus Mayhem. At least I have an intro music. Curtis doesn't have one. Right there, one point for me. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, All right, well,
5: listen, the MWC can't afford my entrance music on the air, so I'm sorry
6: that I have I mean Mr. Mayhem. We can work that out. I mean, if you if you really want some intro music, let me play some for you. There you go.
0: Really, Marcus? You're on the you air, Right for you. Now? Just for you, what Kirby. The just for you, Curtis. Just for you. Oh my god! All
2: right, well, listen, <laughs> guys. We have Chico is Loco, and we got to get him on here within the next couple of minutes. We have a few other callers that we're going to try to get through as well, so everybody on hold, hang tight. Chico, we know you're there, brother. Grab yourself a Corona and a couple of tacos, bro. We'll be with you in just a couple of moments. I know everybody's excited to hear from Chico is Loco. We promise to have him on uh, within the next couple of minutes, so hang tight, everybody. Uh, but listen, we got to get to business guys, and we got to get to the callers that are going to follow you. So let's go ahead and cut the nonsense. Each one of you has to pick one lady to represent your brand at FWWC Royal Rumble to finally decide the heated FWC brand battle. The question is, who's it gonna be? We're gonna go ahead and uh oh, is that the police? My goodness. Who are they? They must be here for you, Mayhem. I'm thinking they're here for you. But we're gonna start with we're gonna start with you, Curtis Black. Go ahead, drop the news. Who is gonna represent the FWC Blue brand at Royal Rumble?
5: Well, here's the news, and, and this everybody is going to have to, unfortunately for Blue Brand, tune in Friday night. Because Friday night, Hardcore Sis, Fallen, and Lilith will be facing off, and the winner of that match will leave knowing they're going to be the person facing off against whoever Marcus is about to announce. So, sorry I don't have an exact answer for you. You'll have to tune in Friday night.
2: Wow, so wait a minute, that is news. I'm more than okay with this. So instead of just selecting someone, you're gonna let them compete in the ring. Yes, and decide who is the most worthy person to represent the Blue Brain. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm not a fan of short-term programs, but hey, if they're gonna build up to Friday and tell us why they deserve that spot in the meantime, I'm okay with it. I just want to make sure that the girls are ready to do the work.
5: Oh, and they know that I have high expectations from them. They know what I expect going in, and they understand what is at stake.
4: All
2: right. Well, on that note, Marcus Mayhem, we got a, quite a few callers that want to come on behind you, but really the most important thing is at hand who will be representing the red brand at FWWC Royal Rumble.
6: Now, as you stated earlier, I have no no woman to compete on my brand. And as everyone would assume, <clears throat> that I would reach into my bag of tricks. You see, I have had more than one woman to go to But out of those, I decided to call on someone who is reliable, someone that I know very well and that I know will come through in the clutch, no matter who wins this Friday. So I gave her a call, and I said, you think you can come out of retirement one more time to represent Red Brand?" And, of course, she jumped at the chance. So, Red Brand will be having the Enchantress come out of retirement to fight on Red Brand.
0: You trust her?
6: Yes, she is? That's
2: Absolutely incredible. As a member of the BOD, I have an incredible high level of respect. For the Enchantress Marcus Mayhem I've got to say And and I know this isn't very often Many, many props to you For reaching in your bag of tricks I was personally very saddened When the Enchantress had to step away from competition I don't know what you did Or what kind of spell you put on her But the fact that she's back to compete At one of our biggest shows of the year I think that is tremendous And I think every member of the FWWC universe Is going to be elated that the Enchantress is going to be back in competition. Good job by you, sir. Congratulations.
6: Of course. This this pretty much seals the competition. It's going to guarantee that we win the brand battle, along with myself, because, you know, everyone knows that Curtis is going to get the brakes beaten off of him, just like Guy did. Same fucking
5: yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever come up with new material, Marcus, or is it just always the same stuff over and over? Because that's all I hear from you.
6: Just like kicking your ass is the same yeah, thing I, over and over and over again. So of course I'm going to keep going over and over and over again because it it works. It always works. It's going to work again this Sunday. So beware and watch yourself because it's going to be one hell of a fight. You know it, and I know it.
5: Oh, I also give you a fight, but I'm not worried about the outcome. I'll, I'll see you Monday and I will seal it for Blueberry. All right, all right. Gentlemen, to your
2: corners, to your corners, let's save some of this action for Sunday. Well, thank you to both of you, okay, for coming on, making time. I know this is a very busy part of the year for you. Looking forward to it, uh, and, and thank you guys for calling in. We'll, we'll catch you guys down the road, and I cannot wait to see what you guys have in store for us, not only on Sunday, but on Saturday. And Friday, we've got a whole lot of wrestling coming up this weekend, man. Thank you guys so very much.
5: Yeah. You have a good night.
2: Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the general manager of Blue and Red Brand, Marcus Mayhem. Well, I should say Curtis Black and Marcus Mayhem. All right, guys. I promise Chico is loco, and he's gonna be coming on in just a matter of moments. But we have a a queue full of callers. We're going to get through everybody. I'm going to give everybody roughly 30 to 45 seconds. Just come on, grab that mic, spit that fire, give us some reaction, and get out of there so we can get the next caller on. Mom always said, ladies go first. So let's go ahead and bring on one of the women that could potentially be representing Blue Brand at FWC Royal Rumble, La Familia's very own Hardcore Sis.
4: Good evening, Night Owl. You know, just listening to what I just heard, You know, I'm glad that Marcus Smith, or Marcus Mayhem, that is, reached out to the Enchantress. That only makes me taking the match on Friday night that much sweeter and makes it that much more when I can beat the returning Enchantress on Sunday and take the win for the blue team. Enchantress, welcome back. Sorry you've got to take an L. And then, not to mention, I also want to say to Nightmare Jones, you also face me in that Warriors Heart match at Sunday's match, Sunday's pay-per-view, and you will not be returning with the Warriors Heart title because that title is coming home with me, just like I will also be walking out with Daniel Grimm's Hardcore title. So at Sunday's match, Hardcore just finds herself in four Glorious matches, and she will be walking out the winner. All of y'all. Just remember, La Familia for Life, and bless all your hearts.
0: All
2: right, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of fire coming from the former women's champion and maybe potential future FWWC Warriors Heart Champion. We'll have to see. All right, we had a couple more callers we're going to get through. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a man hailing representing the old Italy part of Kansas City, hailing from the glorious and historic Columbus Park. Amigos, it is the psycho, Big T, the Paisan. Light How's it going
3: about
2: Man, having a good show, brother. You got to bring it, and you got to bring it quick, because we got Chico is Loco on hold, brother. So let's go.
0: Hey, listen, Brother the You're not facing my little brother, the Python. You're facing the Psycho. It's because put Sunday night.
7: You're paid with champion days
0: as the Australian championship
7: to Ken Holder.
0: That wasn't saying that felt coming to Columbus Park. You'll be lucky if you get a response promo, you chump. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Big T, the psycho. Not the paisan,
2: but the psycho. This is the more intense and, quite frankly, the most imbalanced version of Big T. All I can say is, look out. You don't know if this man's going to shoot you or stab you with a cannoli in the neck. you got to be very careful for the psycho. The dude's losing it. And ever since he joined Devil's Dynasty, things have gotten even crazier in the FWWC, that's for sure. Well, guys, we got time for one more caller from the FWWC because I'm getting messages already. Where's Chico? We want to talk to the Hall of Famer. Hey, calmados, amigos. Calmados. Everybody relax. We're going to get to Chico as Loco, But we never leave callers on hold. Well, we, at least we try not to because they are the lifeblood of the Wrestle Talk podcast because they are the Wrestle Talk family. And you can't have it without family. Ladies and gentlemen, and I don't know how this worked out. But our very last caller tonight is a man that's wielding not one, two, but three pieces of gold here in the FWWC. He's become a Triple Crown Champion, something that very few have achieved here in the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. Welcome in, Blue Brand's very own,
0: Daniel Grimm.
7: I'm hey, how's it going,
2: Night Owl? For my love, 264, my love, love's going to leave. What? Oh,
0: uh, it's again, really? Why are we doing this
2: right now?
6: Oh my God. I mean let's, Turn it off. Let's think turn, about this. At least off. it wasn't La Familia this time, right?
2: Well, you know what? <coughs> At least there's there's some balance in the in the F W W C now. And you know what? If anybody besides La Familia deserves an entry theme song, I think it should be you, Daniel Grimm. So and it oh, it's you are too sexy for your beard. You're too sexy for your beard. <laughs> You're too sexy for a job. You're too sexy for a shower. We, we all know
6: it. Oh, yeah. Too sexy for a lot of things, but at least you're making it known. I'm not on here to talk about my hygiene. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on here to talk about Kansas City shit juice or anything like that. I'm on here to give a okay, message so- to La Familia because come Royal Rumble, I basically face every member of La Familia. I seem to be their one kryptonite, and, yeah, I'm holding three championships, but I'm in the Warriors Heart Championship match, and I'm also in the FHC match. You think I'm comfy with just only three championships? No, homie. Daniel Grimm's walking out with five championships because he is big dick of the FWWC.
2: Okay. A poignant and uh, (laughs) X-rated... I don't even know what to say. My goodness. I've lost control of the show. Daniel Grimm, remind me to always take his call at the top so I can recover by the end of this segment because... Daniel Grimm always busts out something uh, that, you know, maybe <laughs> – wait, that wasn't the right terminology. Let me let me rephrase that. He, he doesn't bust out anything. He just – he whips – no, he doesn't – no, never mind. We're not going to use that either. I don't even know what the hell to do anymore. Thank you, FWWC, for being here. Guys, you got an incredible pay-per-view coming up. And, again, I'll say it, if you guys want more information on the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, please go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash – Fantasy Wrestling, we're going to have a great watch party this upcoming Sunday, many of the members of the FWWC will be there, many casual fans of pro wrestling will be there, and also a man who you saw on Monday Night Raw just last night, facing Aleister Black, the Infinite will also be there signing autographs for free, all you got to do is pay your admission to get in, you can win a prize and get an autograph, man, you really cannot beat that, all that being said, it is time, it is time, it is time, it is time to get into the final featured interview of the evening. Amigos, it is an honor and a pleasure to welcome in for the very first time, time a man Haley from Mexico. That's Mexico, Missouri, just to be clear. One of the newest inductees into the independent pro wrestling, no, I'm sorry, the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of
0: Fame, the one, the only Chico es loco!
3: i got to ask, is, you know, how does it feel to be inducted into the Hall of Fame show?
7: Oh, it's, I mean, it's an honor just to be considered with, with this group of guys. I mean, it, 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 there's really no words. I, I, I've always been my, my own biggest critic. So I could mm-hmm. sit here and I could tell you every missed spot, bad bump, every bad decision I've made in the ring, out of the ring. But uh, as far as the, the good stuff, you know. I I don't pay much attention to that. I, I always have something negative to say about myself. So, for these guys to to see the good and to uh, put me in this class with this group of people, it's it's unbelievable.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. You have have you know wrestled all over the uh, Midwestern United States, you know. from Midwest uh, Pro Powerhouse Wrestling to American Championship Wrestling and World uh, uh, Powerhouse uh, Wrestling, uh, you know, which one of those was your favorite promotion to work for?
7: I don't know about favorite. I don't know if I can pick just one as far as a favorite goes. Um, I will say that Midwest Powerhouse Wrestling was was where I got my start. Uh, they're, They're the ones that, you know, Actually, gave me a shot in the ring. Um, so that group of guys that we had years ago—that was just probably one of the best core group of guys that you could even think to want to work with. You know, half of them are still great friends, best friends of mine. So pro- I probably have to okay. go with MPW. Gotcha. All right, uh,
3: that's a great wrestling promotion. For, 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 that was a very, very good uh, choice. So I guess I'm going to ask you the same question that that I asked Al. Uh, what are your earliest memories of professional wrestling?
7: My earliest memories? Um, yes. I mean, I was probably uh, mid to late '80s. Mm-hmm. Hulkamania, Hitman, Heart, Ultimate Warrior.
3: Okay. So you and I grew up about the same the same because that's the, the era that I grew up, you know, Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh so that, that yeah. that's definitely definitely a good uh, uh era to uh, uh to remember. And I guess in my last question before I throw it back to Renee is uh what made you wanna be a professional wrestler?
7: Well, I mean, I was a big fan of professional wrestling growing up. Um mm-hmm. In high school, I kind of veered away from it just a little bit, uh, had a lot of other stuff going on, so I kind of lost track with a lot of stuff that was going on on TV. Um, a buddy of mine, he uh, he was real into, into wrestling at that time, and he had his own little backyard federation going on, and I'd go over there and hang out a couple of times. But uh, a couple of us got to, got to talking, and um, there was an actual opportunity to go... To one of the, the indie shows in the area and talk to them and, uh, get set up with a couple of seminars. So, uh, yeah, I mean, once, once I got in the ring the first time, I mean, there's, there's no going back.
3: Right. It's, 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 it's like a, a addiction. Once you start, you, you just can't stop being a, a pro wrestling referee. I know all about that. Uh, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions you have, because I know you have a lot of questions.
2: Well, I, I do, and uh, just like I told Al, uh, Chico, uh, thank you for making time for us, and we apologize for the delay. Uh, we're very much a show of the people, and if we have callers on hold, man, you know, the the listeners, just like the fans in your world, are kind of the lifeblood of everything we do, so hopefully um, you know, we didn't create too much of an inconvenience for you. But But thank you for being here. Thanks for making time.
7: Oh, not a problem i I was enjoying listening to the show,
2: yeah, those guys got some pretty decent promos, right? <laughs> not too bad for a bunch of <laughs> yep. <heat> fed kids <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I wanted to start off, and I'm sure a, a lot of the folks that that are uh even a lot of that are familiar with you probably have asked the same question of you for the longest time. um the chico is loco character uh, where did you come up with it? Did you have, like, a Doc Emmett Brown moment, right, where we come up with the flux capacitor, he hit his head on the sink, and Chico is Loco from Mexico, Missouri. Like, I, I kinda, can you talk us through that process? Because the creative aspect of what you guys do. And now, the in-ring is very, actually, it, it may be just as or maybe even more important, but I think the character side of it always speaks to me a little bit more because that's what I fell in love with. I didn't, I didn't fall in love with the wrestlers when I was a kid. I fell in love with the characters that the wrestlers were playing. Talk to us a little
7: bit about yeah. the origins of Chico is Loco. Oh, I mean, it was, it was, uh, whenever I came out of training and MPW brought me in, you know, they they were asking, you know, Hey, what, you know, what do you guys? Cause there was a whole group of us uh, younger guys that went in at the same time. They were kind of asking what we had in mind for, for gimmicks and, and stuff like that. And, that's something that you don't see too often where you you get brought in, you know, green as can be and the promoters and the bookers. They're asking you what you think you want to do. So, uh, yeah, they gave us that opportunity to kind of think on it and pitch our gimmick to them. And and, and I did that and it was as horrible as it could be. And I was told, (laughs) Nope, that's no good. Uh, put on a mask, we'll figure something out for you. And uh, so they gave me the mask, and I didn't want to go out there as just, you know, mask guy number three. So with the mask, I kind of started building around that. And, uh, yeah, it just it just all kind of piece by piece came together. I couldn't tell you exactly. Uh, it, there was no Doc Brown moment. It was... First show it was generic. It's gonna be second show. I added a little something, a little something every show, and it just kind of uh, turned into, you know, the, the the fans started digging it, and it just kind of came to be.
2: Well, I'm curious. So along the way, you say you added pieces along the way. Did you learn any Spanish as you were developing the Chico his local character? And do you know any now?
7: Um. No, to all of them. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I I I know I know your basics, you know uh, your y- your standard, you know Chico S. I I do know what that stands for. Um, right. And not too, not too much past that. There was a uh, there was a show pretty early on in my career where I came out, you know, I was circling the ring, giving high fives, and a uh, couple of Hispanic gentlemen right there in the front row kind of called me over and I stopped for a second and they rattled off Spanish I mean faster than I'd ever heard before so I just kind of stared at him for a second and I said uh see and they said see <laughs> see what's that what's see <laughs> they, they thought it was hilarious so.
2: that is that is freaking hilarious hey man you gotta fake it till you make it right
7: yeah but yeah, man, that, that's I am from so Mexico, Missouri. So,
2: yeah, yeah exactly. They better <laughs> they better recognize that right off the bat. They want to know uh, <laughs> everything about Chico as local. Well, I guess my next question is, man, being that you're being inducted, I'm sure that this is going to be one of the, those those things on like your career highlights, right? Like being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Can you talk to us about maybe some of the other career highlights to you personally? Some of the matches that you've had, some of the rivalries some of the people you've had a chance to share a locker room with, or maybe even somebody you've had a chance to share a car with out on the road, man. Uh Any fond memories of your career over the last past 20 years?
7: Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot. Um <clears throat> I mean, I guess as far as highlights go, it's it's like I said, I, I could tell you all my low, low points, but uh, as far as highlights go, I, I mean, I'd really just have to go with, you know, just, Meeting so many great guys. Like I said, the NPW locker room was solid as can be. And a good core group from, you know, 15 years ago, whenever uh, NPW closed their doors, you know, a lot of that core group, you know, has stuck together from company to company, you know, over the years. So a lot of them are still working together. Um, I mean, for, for me, that would be the highlights is the people that I met, the, the Like you said, the people I got to share a locker room with, you know, there, there's been some big names in there. Um, but uh, it's really just the experience has been the highlight, honestly.
2: And, and did you ever find yourself having one of those, oh, you know what, OS moments, oh shit moments, like I can't believe I'm sharing a locker room with this guy? You know, I've heard stories like that about guys that have shared the locker room with uh, – with Ricky Morton, even here in Kansas City, or guys who have uh, sat across and spent an hour talking to a guy like Tracy Smothers, who, um, God bless Tracy Smothers, guys, uh, he's dealing with some health issues, if you guys can do anything to to help him, just look up his page, he's he's, uh, he's kind of looking for some help right now, and, and I believe that he's going to be well enough to make it to Cauliflower Alley, but uh, did, did you ever have that moment, Chico, where you were sitting in a locker room, and you kind of looked around, and you're like, wow, like, I cannot believe I'm really sitting here with these guys. If so, who were
7: they? Um, I mean, Cowboy Bob. I definitely uh, – I've worked with him a couple of times. Uh, the first time we shared a locker room with him w- w- was probably one of those, you know, holy, holy crap, this guy's a legitimate legend sitting right across from me. Uh, and well, let's pick his brain a little bit. So, you know, it, that, that was definitely – you know, one of those moments. Uh, and I've heard he's very later. approachable. Was he
2: approachable oh, yeah, with you? I'm just curious before you go on, absolutely. was he approachable? Because I've heard a lot of good things about the cowboy.
7: Oh yeah, and you ask him a question, you know, he'll he'll if he doesn't fire an off any answer right away, he'll you know think on it for a second. He'll he'll talk to you about it. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, and it's like I said, picked his brain a little bit, just that kind of, you know. Oh shit! Moment sitting in here talking to you know an actual legend in the business, and and then a few short shows later, uh, getting actually to share the ring with him, and um, but it's, it's a story I still tell to this day. Working with Bob, is you know, he scooped me up on his shoulder on the outside and went to ram my face into the ring post, and uh, yeah, he he ran me right into that ring post, tagged me real good, real. <laughs> I don't I don't remember much what happened after that, but that up to that point, I remember that. But it's a it's a great story because you know uh, if you're gonna get knocked out sorry, by somebody, might as well be.
2: I'm crazy. No. And you know how wrestling is like. I'm sorry for laughing, but that sounds so cool. Like there's no other genre or sport where you could be like, yeah. The legendary cowboy Bob Orton ran me into a steel post head first, man, and it was freaking awesome. Like <laughs> right. it's wrestling is the only place where you get moments like that. That's that's very cool, man.
7: Yeah, and and I appreciate that. Not not a lot of people understand the uh the upside to that. You, know, you tell you tell people outside of wrestling <laughs> that story, they're like, Oh my gosh, that's horrible. It's like what are you talking about? That was fantastic.
2: Well, and I want to share a story with you, and it ties back to something that we're doing this weekend over at, uh, at Esports Bar KC. For those that are wondering where our watch party is, that's Esports Bar KC. So last night, and I don't know how much you keep up with the current product. That was going to be my next question. Um, last night on Monday Night Raw, Alistair Black had what a lot of people in the pro wrestling world would call a squash match. That means they'll bring in a guy who's local, And they'll let their talent, who's Aleister Black, that they're trying to get over, kind of demolish whoever it is that he's facing in just a couple of moves or or maybe under a minute or so. So last night we had um, Ryan Jingel, who's a friend of mine, uh, he's known as The Infinite, have that moment in the ring with Aleister Black. And you would think, dude, you were only on TV for like 40 seconds And 20 seconds into those 40 seconds, you got your head kicked off with a black mask, and it was like one, two, three. Match is over, right? But to him, (laughs) who's only been in the business for like two years, maybe, right? That's like the greatest thing of all time. So it kind of makes me think okay. of you, and, and it's crazy how things wrestling changes a lot, Chico, but it also stays the same a lot, right? And that's one of those things. Right. He's, he's elated. The man is on fire. He's going to come out to the watch party and everything and sign autographs. But you would think, if you're an outsider, dude, how could you be excited about getting knocked out on national television? But to us, those are the moments, man. Those are the moments that make pro wrestling special.
7: Oh, yeah, and to that, I mean, that's probably more of the highlights of my career probably ended up in matches where I got knocked out or I got pinned or I got the crap beat out of me for, you know, 12 minutes. And and the reason they're the highlights of my career is it's, it's something I can look back on and it was a good match. You know, I, I gave all I had, they gave all they had. And however, you know, however it ended up, it ended up, but you know, if it's a good match and, the fans eat it up, and they love it, and they got their money's worth. You know, those are the highlights. You know, so so yeah, it, it doesn't matter, yeah, win lose. Sometimes it's just as long as the people who pay to come see you. It's like you said, your fans. That's what it's all about.
2: Absolutely, and we hear so many legends that have joined us in the past. Uh, basically, repeat exactly what you just said, man. It really is all all about those fans and making sure that they get their money's worth. Jonesy, I want to have you come back in here, man, because I know you've got a couple of questions in your back pocket for Chico is Loco, and I don't want to be selfish. So why don't you jump back in, man, with anything else that you might have in mind, any uh, questions or comments?
3: I do. Uh, I, I I have at least one more uh, a question before we uh, get into the uh, uh Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And my question is, who do you think is the toughest competitor you've ever faced in the ring?
7: Oh, um, toughest competitor, as in, toughest as in could take the biggest beating or toughest as in, it was hard for me to get a move in because I, I was taking a beating.
3: <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> however you want to take it, like it can be the, the, the person that, that could take a beating or the person that gave you the the biggest beating.
7: Um I I'd have to say one one of the one of the toughest I, I guess both ways taking a beating and giving one um It was years back uh, I I couldn't tell you what year it was he probably could um Jason Wells out of Springfield he he and I had quite a feud in in the in the hardcore division um okay. and it, it, it wait, 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 wait. out Wait, wait,
2: uh, sorry, Chico, sorry Is that Jason Wells that's now with the CCW? Is that the same Jason Wells?
7: CCW uh, up in Springfield But uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure who he's no, right I, now Other than the wrestling The, the, the Jason Wells,
2: Yeah, the, the Jason Wells that I'm talking about Is uh, one of the guys that runs Cape Championship Wrestling down in Cape Girardeau Just just trying to put the
0: pieces together Any chances of the same
2: guy? No.
7: No, no. Okay. Uh, he he he's up in Springfield, uh, Springfield, Illinois. They run a he's running a group for, uh, wrestling for a cure, where they they do a uh, they do a benefit show every year for the last couple of years, where all the proceeds go to St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital. Um, right, and,
2: and and we know that Jason as well, by the way, because uh, we've had them on. So shout out to Wrestling for a Cure uh, members of the WrestleTalk Talk family. Sorry for interrupting. Please please continue. I just wanted to to make the correlation
7: if, it, if there was one. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, he, he and I, uh, like I said, ha- had quite the hardcore feud and introduced me to uh, some of the aspects of hardcore wrestling that I, I had either only seen on TV or I, I had not seen on TV, and the first time I got to experience it was firsthand. So uh, I, I probably have to put him... Up there.
2: Total badass. Love that. Absolutely. Great question, Joe. Great question.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, Chico, you are going into the Hall of Fame, but now it's time for you to go one-on-one. Wait, 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 Joe, our...
2: Joe, Joe, hold on. What? Joe, I know you want to get into the Game Show Challenge, but I did have one question. I had one last one. I I hope you guys will – uh. Will concede and let me have this one. Chico, I, no I know that we, when you talk about, well, I appreciate it, man. Thank, thank you. I know when you talk about the Hall of Fame, it's all about reflecting about everything that you did and all the people that helped you get, you know, it allowed you to have the longevity that you had, more or less. But at the end of the day, it's really about paying it forward. And I've heard many, many guys that have put a lot of years into this business say the same thing. The sport is nothing unless unless we look to the future. Have you seen anybody out there, out on the, the pro wrestling scene, that has caught your attention that you would like to maybe kind of say, hey, let me pass the baton on to the next generation by highlighting this guy? Anybody you've seen out there over the last couple of years that you think's got the potential to kind of help carry that torch for professional wrestling into 2020 and beyond?
7: Um. Absolutely. You see those guys all the time. You see somebody working, you just want, you want to know more about them. You want to see more of what they're doing. Um, I've been a little out of touch this past year, year and a half or so, uh, with the indie scene, even. Um, so, I am the, the, the person top of my list, as far as that would be concerned, is a guy named Victor Cortez. Um, he's with uh, WPW and their internal, you know, uh, awards that they give, he's been wrestler of the year with them for three years straight now, I think. Um, so, I mean, he, he's definitely one of the guys that uh, he came around and I was able to help train him as he was uh, coming up. Me and, you know, group of us, you know, we helped train some of those guys. And, I mean, he's only gotten better year in, year out. And, I mean, he, he's still got, you know, so much room to expand and uh, I think uh, he, he'd definitely be top of my list to to push to the top.
2: That's awesome. And, Joe, you'll remember, man, Victor Cortez, uh, recent member uh, of the uh, Talk podcast uh, guest list and also member of the WrestleTalk family. So we're big fans of Victor, and we hope we get a chance to talk to him again uh, in 2020 like we did just last year. Uh, that said, I believe it's time to get into a little bit of a – of a trivia challenge, Jonesy. Yeah, I know you're chopping at the bit here, so why don't you go ahead and take over, man? So we can do this thing.
3: All right, Chico. Like I said, you've been—you are getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, but now it's time for you to go one-on-one with our very own the night out in a little bit of professional wrestling trivia. It's not going to be too difficult. Usually, the the guests end up up up, up winning because somehow uh, Luke Roberts. Because you're always up screwing
2: up, me. That's why. Because you're
3: always screwing me, Jonesy. <laughs> always. <laughs> so, I guess, Chico, the question is, is, are you willing to go one-on-one with the night owl and a little bit of professional wrestling trivia as we do what we call the uh, WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge?
7: Uh, I'm sure, absolutely. I'm, I'm horrible at trivia, but we'll give it a go.
3: Uh I'm pretty sure that, that it'll be right up your alley. So, Anton Timmy... If you could please play that game show theme for us real quick. Just drop it one time real quick for us. Oh, wait. Ladies and gentlemen... Good evening, it is now time once again for the world-famous Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's battle is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are the Night Owl, Renee Martinez and Chico S. Loco. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a professional wrestling topic. When you think you know the correct answer, just shout out your answer. And the first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. Now, in honor of our association with the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, tonight's category is entitled Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Round Number 2. All tonight's Game Show Challenge answers will be wrestlers who are in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls, Texas. Remember, the first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's Game Show Challenge. For example, if I were to say in 2019... This man was enshrined as a modern era competitor of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. He was in the 1987 PWI Rookie of the Year. He went on to capture the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and multiple WWF Championships. Most people remember this man for donning a mask as the Blue Blazer or as the King of Hearts. All in heart. Owen Hart is the correct answer. The night I would have gotten a point with that. So, both gentlemen understand how the game goes. Are you gentlemen ready? Yep. Awesome. Okay. Renee, are you- so I just want to make sure All you're right. going
2: to give well, you're going to give the clues. You're going to give the clues, and as soon as we know the answer, doesn't matter what you've said, we just shout it out, right?
3: Yes. That is. Okay. Correct. I'm
2: ready. I'm ready. All right.
3: All right, gotcha. In 2008, this professional wrestler was enshrined as part of the modern era of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. In addition to being a two-time WWE Hall of Famer in 2006... Ric Flair. No. As a singles right. competitor in 2019, as a member of the Hulk Foundation, this man has held singles and tag team championships in the WWE... Jim and- Night
1: Nighthawk.
3: No, it's not your name of Nighthawk. It was his tag team partner.
2: British Bulldog.
3: No, not the British Bulldog. Red
2: Heart.
3: Red Heart. Red Heart is correct. The Night Owl has gotten his first point of the game. All right. Hey man, so, I was
2: gonna go down the whole list. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Natty. I was gonna say. I was gonna say every uh, a, a heart ever of all time. Tyson Kid, I was gonna say everybody until so I got it right.
3: Question number two In 2008 this wrestler Was enshrined As part of the modern era Of the professional wrestling hall of fame With Bret Hart After winning the PWR rookie of the year award In 1976 He won his first WWF championship By defeating superstar Billy Graham After losing the WWF championship To the Iron Sheet Many people
2: Bob
3: Backlund. Bob Backlund is correct. The night all has gotten two points. Chico is still not on the board. We have one final question. Can Chico get this and make sure he's not been swept out? All right, question number three. In 2010, this wrestler was enshrined as part of the modern era of the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. He's a three-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, he was known for his creativity in creating such events as the War Games. In 2007, you can regularly see both of his sons competing in all elite wrestling. Think of... Uh, uh,
2: d- uh, d- uh, Dusty. Dusty.
3: Dusty Rhodes is correct. and Night has won the WrestleTalk <laughs> Podcast Game Show Challenge. So here is in your music sir.
2: Oh, uh, you sound so excited, Josie Blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol, baby Hey, listen, I'm telling you right now It's not me, you know what it is? I'm sitting in the epicenter of the professional uh, 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 uh in the professional football world right now I'm in Kansas City You can't lose if you're in Kansas City And we're going to go on the Super Bowl And we're going to win that thing for the first time in 60 years
0: Baby
2: Al, it was uh, I'm telling you guys, it was, it, it was an honor to talk to Al. Absolute honor to talk to Chico as Loco. Chico, you got to do two things for us, man. Number one, you we got to welcome you in as the newest member of the WrestleTalk Talk family, and we want to congratulate you, man, for being one of the absolutely incredible lineup of inductees to the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. That's gonna include Al Stevens, Herb mm. Simmons, John Blackheart. Atilla Khan, Johnny Ramirez, and tonight's second featured guest, Chico Is Loco. Congratulations, sir. We love you. We thank you. And can you please tell the listeners of the Talk podcast how they can follow you on social media?
7: Uh, again, thanks for having me on. Um, only social media I've got going on is Facebook, just Chico S Loco. There you go. Chico's local.
2: That's it. Hey, thank you very, very much. And listen, I'm not I'm not gonna insinuate that uh that you're a sore loser, but if you want a rematch, brother, anytime <laughs> you go ahead and give us a call. We'd love to have you back on for part number two.
7: Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, thank
2: Thanks you. Thanks a to lot, go. man.
7: Have
3: a
2: great night. Hey. Oh, Josie, hey. man, final thoughts before we close out the show, bro.
3: Yeah, what a great, 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 great episode! Absolutely amazing, ladies and gentlemen! Absolutely amazing! And if you think that 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 we are finished, ladies and gentlemen, we just got started. There is so much stuff that we got coming on. Like, for example, you never know who we're gonna have on. Maybe we'll have Adam Kennedy on again. Maybe we'll have. Team Vision Dojo. You never know who we're going to have on, on the Rest of Talk podcast. You never know. Oh. Maybe we'll have and by the way,
0: guys
2: No, no, hold on. Hold on, Joe, before you before you, you you try to crap on me to close out the show. We are currently working on Mike Bennett, aka Mike Canellis. So, cross your fingers, say a little prayer, send some good vibes, whatever it is you guys do. We want to continue to continue to bring you guys the best interviews in professional wrestling. Doesn't matter if it's local, if it's national, if it's international. We want to bring you guys the very best talent in the world of pro wrestling, and not just the guys in the ring. The ring announcers, the referees, okay, the fans, the promoters. That's what the Wrestle Talk podcast is all about. What what an honor it was to talk to Chico as local man. This is the coolest guy that we've talked to in a long time, man. Cooler than the cucumber. Uh, you can tell that he's earned the respect that he's earned uh, because he really has a love and a passion for the world of professional wrestling, man. I, I just I love talking to people like that, and hopefully we can continue to provide that form of entertainment for you guys in the future, all of the loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. Joe, man, what a great show, bro. I don't even know what else to say, dude. It's just been fantastic.
4: It has
3: been. It has been absolutely amazing uh you know I'm we are uh, uh, totally blessed for all of the fans that we have that 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 watch us and support us and you guys are absolutely amazing
2: last thing josie i'm gonna i want to do have you do the same thing real quick as we cue, get ready to queue up the the theme song to close out the show um I will be at XWE. Uh, this upcoming Saturday in Salina, Kansas That's uh, XWE Wrestling on Facebook Then on February 14th Your boy will be at uh, KCXW At the Rabirat Shrine Temple uh, For Enchantment in the Ring It's going to be an absolutely wonderful show uh, Royal Ash Wrestling We're dropping matches from our last show We're shooting for sometime in late March, early April For show number two Be out on the lookout for that Congratulations to Journey I can't wait to hear about all this stuff that happened over at SICW. Glory pros having a show in Florida. Um man, I don't even know where to go. Uh Anarchy's bringing in Nick F. Engage. Uh Dynamo Pro has absolutely been on fire with all the heat. Man, Camaro Jackson, who was a guest of ours a couple of weeks ago, has been crazy. MEW released a date on their new show. Oh my gosh, I'm over I'm 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 overheating over here with all the crazy wrestling. Oh, and did I mention that Royal Rumbles this weekend? Ah <laughs> Looking forward to it, guys. I love you so much. Thank you for being a supporter of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Tell the people you're gonna where you're going to be, Jonesy. And let's go ahead and get out of here with a banger as we close out episode 282 of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. See y'all at the Royal Rumble Watch Party. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be Absolutely. infinite.
3: February <laughs> 8th, you got ATCW in. Uh... Uh, uh, West Virginia. You've got Ace Austin is going to be at at e- Eclipse Championship Wrestling. That's going to be absolutely amazing. You got SSW running shows. You got Maryland Championship Wrestling running shows. You got so much stuff around this oh, area. Oh, shout, hey,
0: shout out! Hey, wait, wait,
2: wait! Shout out to Dak Draper, who was originally from Colorado. Kind of made his name at NWL Metro Pro, Journey Pro. Recently made an appearance over at MCW, and shout out to Anthony Sharp Gutierrez uh, from KC, who actually had a match with Eddie Kingston at Evolve not too long ago. Man, big things happening even on the East Coast. Man, representing the Midwest. Go ahead and carry on, Josie.
3: That's right. You know, there's so much wrestling going on you're from this area. Just, just, just look it up, and and there are, are definitely some wrestling shows that you will be able to go to uh you can send a fund request to philip stamper and he has every single event that is coming up in a list so that you will not be able to miss any of the new shows that are coming up ladies and gentlemen let's go ahead and finish this show out with some uh some blair impulse here you go ladies and gentlemen e scores this Sunday for a watch party, baby. Be there, be square. The Wrestle Podcast
0: been handling business now for close to four years, baby. Baby, we're not the most polished podcast out there, but we love pro wrestling. We'll challenge anybody out there that they love the sport more than we do. We do it for y'all, the FWC, the wrestlers, everybody who's got a dream and do something in this profession, whether you're a ring announcer or a referee. It doesn't matter. We're here for you, baby. I'm the night out, it's the night owl, we it already yeah, right. okay. the call it. that was my host, i We to back to the people of the I'm the 283 of the West on Podcast is give this to the give way, yeah.